Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is another Technical Elf podcast, the first one of the year of our Lord 2018. We survived 2017. 2018's off to a hell of a start, let me tell you. I thought we'd have at least three, maybe four weeks before everything went to hell in a handbasket. We didn't even get three days. We got lots to talk about. Today on the podcast, in, including uh, including the the long-awaited, Adam finally went to see Star Wars, so now we can talk oh. about Star Wars segment that will come up, go. and I'll tell you now, at the very end, so that nobody has to be like, oh god, I don't know what, I don't want to hear about the octopus. At the end of the podcast, so for those of you listening uh, in on YouTube, just be warned, don't skip around too much, because you might get fucked. <laughs> Careful. With that trigger finger on the uh, YouTube search bar. Gentlemen. Did you just assume my lord? Yes. You have no options here. The spaghetti monster is your one and only savior. Oh, okay. That's acceptable. <laughs> Are you assuming some other uh, lord? You have no... Well, lord, oh, lord, lord, lord. Was it for the South Park episode where they're making fun of the singer? Lordy, lord, 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 lord. Uh, we are back. Yes, it is 2018. Uh, we apologize for missing last week, but it was it was literally yeah, stormed. Um, to, I had no to, power. to bring the joke back. <laughs> Jeff's muted on on Discord. It's been a while. Jeff's out of the out of the rhythm. Oh, there, there we go. go. I'm there we go. Damn, there I was saying go. stuff too yeah. randomly. <laughs> but uh, right, it's all right. It's all right. It'll show up. It'll show up for those listening on iTunes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because I am recording. Yes. But not YouTube. They don't. They yeah, just last get week to see we got you. a storm. Yeah, so I, I didn't even. Have, I didn't even have a power last Thursday. No, no, you were getting in and out of power once every five minutes uh, out there, and and yeah, uh, yeah here uh, we miraculously kept power all the way up until about midnight, twelve thirty. Then it died finally, uh, and we didn't have it for about ten or eleven hours, and then it came back. But who cares? I was asleep. So that was uh, that was convenient enough as is. Although I did, Coleman's, Coleman hit me up with that collab. Jeff, you want you want five of these? Let me tell you, these LED lanterns were amazing. I, we had nothing but candles in the house for like you know okay. when the weather when the weather gets nasty or whatever. I got like six of those from my tiny ass apartment. I went out, I bought two of them because this bad boy gets up to some level of light that is, you know, you could signal or you could take down a helicopter. You point this bitch at a helicopter, the guy's gonna be like, ah! And just fucking crash over into the the friggin' ocean. This shit gets bright as hell. And when you're you're outside and you get lost and you're in the woods and you need to to signal your mom when you're out in the woods, you just set it to this. Either that or have a rave. Those are okay. your two options. Or a seizure. One uh, of the two. Well, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a couple options. But yeah, amazing. Hey, uh, Jeff. Very, very well, highly recommended. Why, why is Adam twitching in the woods right now? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. You having a rave we or got, something? Um, I was avoiding these, Star Wars. We got these things, uh, Kayla bought, that you plug them in into the, the electrical socket, and it glows blue. Like, it's, like, really bright. Mm. And uh, you can take them off, and you can walk around with them and shit. So we just use those. We got all those are all around the house. So mm. they worked. They worked well. These are really cool because you can disengage the bottom where the batteries connect. 
so they don't drain the batteries so you can keep them long term. Mm. Oh, Ours somebody don't was have batteries. Thinking. They just charge. They just uh, charge when they're in the walls. But what if they run out of charge and then you still don't have power? What thing? Yeah, but they're, but they're con- you leave them constantly in there so they work as night lights. Yeah. You can as you're walking past them, they glow. Oh no, I get have, no, I get you. Guys got the I'm, ones just, I'm just saying. I'm light. just saying. What if we get one 2.0? Oh. Then you've got more to worry about than, uh, than power out. Yeah, I've got the more ones. to worry about. I'll have my Coleman. My dad's got the ones where you got like the things that plug in and it's got the light at the bottom and then you pull out like a flashlight separately from it. And it oh, yeah. Charges yeah. And holds it. No, it's good stuff. But anyway, yeah. So last week, crazy, crazy weather. Uh, shingles everywhere. I went, I went over to visit mom and dad the other day and the street looked like a war zone. Uh, just mm. shingles ever because apparently, uh, apparently, well, I mean, all the houses are around the same age, obviously, and many of them haven't had their roof redone when they should have, and now they are just—it is a mess. Shingles uh, all over the place. Uh, specifically, their their next door neighbor—they've got—they've got like a four-foot segment that's just like a mohawk standing straight up right now, bare roof underneath of it. So if we get any more rain, it's gonna be bad. Mm. It's going to be real bad. Um, we do have, uh, as you might imagine, since we haven't had a stream in a while, uh, we have a fair amount to talk about in some major points. I, of course, coincidentally, almost none of them have anything to do with video games directly, but it's definitely something for us to talk about. So let's get related. the video let's, let's get the, the game stuff-ish out of the way. First of all, Overwatch League officially kicked off uh, here the other day. Uh, and apparently Twitch was like, you know what? I want to have you and I want no one else to have you. And so I'm going to spend something like $90 million to exclusively stream the Overwatch League. And so they did. Uh, wow. And I guess maybe it paid off because they almost broke Tyler 1's stream record <laughs> with, with uh, the viewers. I think they had like almost... 400,000. There was really good numbers. I think it's still going on right now, or it was earlier today anyway. Yeah, they do uh, three uh, matches a day, I think, for a couple of days, a week. Yeah. So it looked, it looked great. The visual of it all looked great. The, like the, it, was, it was definitely broadcast quality stuff. Oh, production the, quality was phenomenal. It was probably one of the best great. put together online productions yeah. I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. No NASL sound s- guy. And then you saw the New York uh, Excelsior logo, and you reminded yourself that not everything was above board. I will say that, that was <laughs> Excelsior's got their uh they got their uh, social media on point cuz uh Boston Uprising came out and said, "You know what hurts? Looking at the Excelsior logo." <laughs> and then and then Excelsior comes back and says, "Yeah, especially after that preseason match." Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, well, uh, I you know what? I I made a tweet about this earlier today and then I said, "You know, I can't let Boston uh, or not Boston. I can't let Florida get away with it." Because Florida's logo is hysterical. is arguably worse than New York's. It's it's awfully damn close. Literally, somebody got paid to put an M, just pick, typed M on their keyboard. All right, here we go, M, and then they drew a freaking half moon to connect both sides of the it's M, and they were like, "Yup, that's that's the logo right there, <laughs> right there." And they said, "Sure, here's ten thousand dollars." I have no <laughs> idea how much he was paid, but whatever it was. I would have done it for half. Um, so yeah, it looked it looked really good. Uh, everything was smooth. The commentary was great from what I watched. Uh, everything was going uh, really really well. The um, uh, it was it was competitive 
to a degree. Some of them were a little less competitive than others, uh, but I didn't get to watch too much of it. Uh, I know off that over time though. Yeah, I know. I know that obviously a lot of people are memeing it up about how many Koreans are existing on so many of these teams because obviously they have a surplus in, in Seoul. The main reason I, I um. Again, obviously, I live in New York. The main reason I support Boston over New York is that Boston actually has more North American talent. Like, yeah. someone was arguing that, yeah, but, you know, New York is right near New Jersey and there's a huge Korean community. I'm like, yeah, but the ones on Excelsior aren't from there. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. So, you know, as much as I love, like, you know, Excelsior's got great players and, you know, I don't want to diminish that. I, like, I was hoping for more, like, when they announced, like, that whole regional slant on it that we'd get more regional players, but that hasn't quite materialized yet. That wouldn't make money panic. I know. You know what makes money? Winning. I know. You know who wins? The Koreans. So those are your not, options. Not discounting that. <laughs> no, I can exactly. dream. All right? I can dream. You can, you can dream. You can dream. I'm not going to take it away from you. I just can't promise it's actually going to turn into anything of any value. Um, outside of that, other lovely things happened today. Nintendo had a small direct that ended up just being a massive highlight reel for launches in 2018. One of them ended up being a bit of a uh, a double uh, here in that Dark Souls is getting a remaster, the original one. Uh, kind of like a kind of like a not a director's cut, but like a I guess you'd call it a game of the year edition, where they're going back, they're redoing some stuff on like it. What they the do with Dark Siders? Uh, kind of, yeah. So PC, Xbox One X, and PS4 Pro all will apparently, from what I remember, will experience lovely 4K60 um, on the remaster, which is pretty phenomenal. Obviously, the PC will look amazing, I'm sure. Um, and then it's coming to the Switch. They're putting Dark Souls on the Switch, which blew my mind. I didn't see that coming. No, no, the original whatsoever. one at like 720p could work. Uh, well, no, the original, it's going to be 1080p 30 in dock mode, apparently. So that, I don't know what wizardry, uh, they came up with. I don't know if it's just going to be stick figures running around with like vague, maybe a lot of calling of weapons. Who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, it's coming dark souls on the switch. Now what that tells me is that there's a good chance if they're going to do that, that the switch might get like more mature games. It's not going to be nothing but you know, uh, the usual Nintendo fair, which is kind of happened on the Wii U. Like there wasn't really a lot of Nintendo particularly Nintendo looked at their sales of accessories and they're like, we need a game that will let us sell more joy cons when people start breaking them. And they're like, <laughs> get dark souls. Cause you know what? These guys are going to be holding these things in their hands. These little things are going to get pissed. They're going to throw them, you crush them, crush them. <laughs> this will really boost their sales. Get that accessory. I went money. In I, when I was buying Christmas gifts and stuff, uh, I was looking at, you know, uh, Switch stuff or whatever, and um, I, I, I went to, I was like, we didn't have a Pro Controller yet, and I went and looked, and I, I forgot, I had forgotten how expensive the Pro Controller is, <laughs> and then when I saw that it was like 90 Canadian dollars for a Pro Controller, I did like a triple take, and then I walked the fuck away. <laughs> I can't believe they're charging ninety dollars for I that. Use That's my crazy. I mean, and I'm perfectly happy with it. <laughs> oh my god, it's insane. Um, I mean, somebody must be buying them. I don't know who. You'd be crazy. Hundred dollars for a controller. The wife's Dude. upstairs playing the Switch right now. Actually. Oh, what's she in on? She's been playing Mario. It's a good game. Oh uh, yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it is good. I look forward to uh, I look forward to playing it uh, uh, myself. I plan on uh, doing that. I want to play a bunch of Switch stuff now that the Switch is here and there's actually a handful of games. I'm probably going to block out some time for the stream. So like what what else did they announce? I, I completely missed the direct. Like I saw I saw it, but I have no oh. idea what they announced. I'm really curious. Like they did the exclusive. So listing, they announced right? a whack of stuff. Yeah, so they 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 announced a, a whack of stuff. You can easily find mm-hmm. it on GameStop, uh, GameStop, GameSpot right now. I think it's like one of the top news things in the feed. But I like a lot of them were kind of what we saw with uh, Mario Kart, where they're doing like an updated Wii U version they with like all did, the content though. and. Uh, no, but I don't mean oh. Mario Kart specifically. I mean apply oh, that logic to okay, other so games. Much bringing up yeah, versions. so. Yeah, so they're doing some upgraded versions to uh, to some of the games. Anything I can't like remember. New, new? Uh, well, they announced stuff that we've already seen at E3, so there's a Yoshi game coming, and they talked to think about, um, Kirby like of some Yoshi's kind. Yoshi's uh, or whatever. That'd be cool. Yeah, no, this one's apparently, like, I don't know, it's weird. They, they do weird things with Yoshi now. So this new game that's coming, apparently, uh, every level is like a diorama, and you can look at the diorama from various angles. And oh, so it's more of a puzzle game. game. I'm sure the... Yeah, the level design thing is going to be pretty crazy, I'm sure. Um, sounds interesting. I'm, I'm go Nintendo. Um, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing really stood out to me. Like most of it was just kind of oh, oh, except for uh, and Jeff. I don't know if you saw this. I think you probably did if you saw any of the E3 stuff. The Octopath Traveler thing that Square. It's a, a JRPG that Square's doing. That is a mixture of like SNES graphics and kind of modern graphics mashed up, and it looks visually amazing. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it. Octopath Traveler. That should be a good game. That's um, if I remember correctly, the reason we're not getting like a console version of Bravely Default is because the studio that did Bravely Default is doing Octopath. Yes, here I'll here I'll send it to you on uh, Discord if you want to take a peek at it. But it looks, it looks good. I hope I hope it plays as well as it looks. Um, but uh, yeah, that's probably for me on the Switch. That's the one thing I'm looking forward to this year. Is is, is that? Oh yeah, Donkey Kong. What's it called? Tropical Freeze. Is that the the thing? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah, so that show. that was also uh, mentioned as well. And, uh, yeah, so it was a, it was a, a jam packed Nintendo direct, mostly just with announcing uh, of games, but the majority of which we already knew about from, from E3, the, the, you know, the crazy bit is a lot of them, um, that we saw at E3, we still don't really have too much to go on. Like some of them are still working titles, but yet there's totally being released apparently in 2018. So, uh, some of these might be kind of like the last minute, get them out the door, uh, or they're just playing their cards super close to their chest until E3 of this year. I have no idea. Uh, but one way or another, uh, the the highlight for me was the fact that Dark Souls is out on the Switch, or coming to the Switch, because that just blew my mind. Also, for those who are Dark Souls uh, fans, they have a, a trilogy edition thing that I think is being released in Japan. If you're one of those people that will import, uh, it's this big collection of all the games, and it's got two bookends and and a bunch of other collectory stuff uh, as well. That looks really cool, and of course comes with all the games. We're gonna forget that Dark Souls Two existed, but everything else is in there. Uh, and totally, you can give that a, a little peeksy as well. I'm sure somebody like Major is gonna be all over that. One of our community members who uh, I think has played more Dark Souls than 
every other person I know combined. Uh, so that will be for the game looks pretty cool. The uh, it's very cool looking. The visual is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely something I'd play on the Switch, like just on an airplane or mm-hmm. just chilling in bed. Definitely. These are the type of games that I would love to see more of. Like, yeah, this is really, really intriguing. Yeah, when I saw that first, when I saw the first clip of it, I immediately went. Ex- I, I, it was like my Cuphead experience all over again. <laughs> I saw the visual yeah. and went, "Yes, yeah, that is pretty." I didn't know I need that in my life, but as it turns I'll out, take it. I need that in my life. Uh, so I will definitely be buying <laughs> this game for sure. I just really hope the gameplay holds up to the visual because the visual is so freaking awesome. Uh, that I hope I hope they nailed that. But if it's the same people that are that did. Um, Bravely Default, then it's probably not going to be Final Fantasy game. That not Final Fantasy. <laughs> yes, exactly. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah, they 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 do right by it. But uh, but for sure, Jeff's super quiet. He sounds the exact same volume in my headphones as he yeah. does every other week. All my levels are the exact same. Should yeah. be fine. Should be fine. Sounds the same level as Panic. I can turn myself down if that's the is that the issue. But anyway, um. Yeah, in fact, I'll do that for them. This does not affect you on iTunes. Do not worry. It's just for everyone else. There's Mastercard. <laughs> um. So, uh. Oh, oh my goodness! How did I forget the biggest one in here? I'm an idiot. The one that I was really uh, uh, lo- uh, looking forward to in this uh, direct. They're bringing back Mario Tennis. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that today. And they've got a uh, they've got like a career story mode thing. Uh, in it as well. And now here's a question: Are you gonna have the Joy-Con control where you swing them around with them ice cube feeling? Not a chance in hell. <laughs> what about Mario Golf? Are we getting that back? Uh, pro- I would imagine we're gonna see Mario Golf back at some point. But Mario Tennis on the N64 was one of like my favorite no, games. It was a great game on the N64. And so uh, if they bring that back and it does, uh, you know, and, it, and it's done well, I am on board without question. On board without question. Uh, moving on. Oh, here's a quick one. Uh, Jeff, well, you know, uh, obviously, uh, the uh, Witcher series, right? Yep. So, um, I, I don't know if you heard about the game that they're doing that's the first one in forever that isn't the Witcher called Cyberpunk something, something, something. Uh, they announced this years ago now at this point, pretty much. Um they had their first Twitter post on Cyberpunk's Twitter in four years. You want to know what the tweet was? <laughs> what did it say? Coming four, soon? Four years. <laughs> the tweet was... In a long build-up. The tweet was, beep. With asterisks really? around it. With ast- Yeah, to be fair, asterisks were on the side of the beep. Well, maybe that means that there is a pulse. <laughs> You know, the heartbeat been, um, once yeah, every like they four have a tendency years. To, uh, they, have a, they have a tendency to uh, go dark for long periods when they're developing. This is what CD product does. But yeah, like I was like, go I dark, like, go dark no, four years. Dude, I was like sitting there and I, I have I have that account on Notify, and like I got a notification. I look at my phone. I'm like, oh shit, some big announcement. I look at it. I'm like, oh what the? Did this tweet beep? <laughs> somebody had it somebody gave and my birth boss to their- just kind of looked at me and he's just like you look really annoyed i'm like forget it you wouldn't understand <laughs> I just put my phone down somebody somebody gave birth to a child around the time cyberpunk was announced and that child's getting ready to go into friggin school and the first tweet they had in that entire period of time is beep it's crazy 
So we'll see. I, I don't know. Maybe that means that we're going to get more soon. Maybe that means we're not going to hear anything until E3. I, think I don't just know. Like booting up now. Yeah, but um, that lots of people waiting on that. If you go to the tweet, that's probably retweeted a bajillion times and and everything else. Um, and lots of people waiting on that that bad boy. I, even I am because I'm I'm not a big into the Witcher thing. So I'm I'm thinking maybe Cyberpunk will be the the game from the studio that I can actually get in on. Jeff looks really entertained right now. <laughs> I just look at some of this shit up. This looks stupid. Oh, the the beep or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's getting mean to just, hell and everything. I now. was just on Twitter, just seeing people's reactions. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably there's probably a mixture of like elation and saltiness <laughs> and just about. like everything in between. Yeah. Amazing. 17,000 retweets, 45,000 likes. Can you tell that there are a few people waiting for this game <laughs> sitting around? Dude, it's like one of the only accounts I have like set to like alert me whenever they tweet. Oh, yeah. You know what I need to set my account to alert for? Enchanted Arms 2. Waiting out on that sequel. I need- Is that actually coming out? No. <laughs> oh, okay, I was going to say, no. what the fuck? That game, you know They're how much that deep. game sold? That game sold somewhere in the neighborhood of, I think it was like 190,000 total units. That was, which was impressive to me even, that they even managed to get that many units out. But um, I, want, I want a sequel, and I want it to be solely about Makoto. Just a gay saxophone player, voiced by Liam, what's his last name again? Um... Guy who does, uh, um, oh my god. Liam O'Brien? No, not O'Brien. No? I don't know. I don't care. Uh, no, he's the guy who voices, uh, what's his face in, in Warcraft. It is Liam O'Brien. Uh, he, uh, the guy who did Makoto in Enchanted Arms, the gay saxophone player, one of the greatest performances of all time. Uh, he oh my god, why can't I think of his name right now? That's terrible. Somebody in chat, hook me up. My brain, I I went to bed at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm a little strung out right now. If I could just get some help in chat so I can remember what Warcraft character it is that he, that he voices. Illidan! He's Illidan from freaking Warcraft, and he's the one that voiced that character. I'm happy you and three people care. Oh my I, god! I want to know what I'm gonna get back for that time. Oh, that you, you get you get you get to you get the knowledge that that the one of the most high profile voice actors of all time played a random gay as the hills are alive, flamboyant, over the top saxophone player in a Japanese RPG that nobody bought. That's what you get. Magic. Dude. I'm looking at the cyberpunk. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, still on the cyberpunk that? shit. And somebody post, "Are you alive, bro?" And they put fucking uh, Logan Paul in the the Japanese oh, no. suicide forest, making the weird face. Dude, there's so oh, many no. memes. Dude, we're gonna be getting this. we're gonna be getting to that Logan Paul uh, not too distant future. Oh God, yeah, <sighs> we have to, dude. I've been people have been asking me forever. If we're going to talk about that, and I was like, well, we probably should. You have the perfect description it, of it. We would have done it last week. We could have yeah. got a million views That on was the podcast, our opportunity. Man. Yep. That was it. Yeah. Could have blown it. up. We wasted Unfortunate. It. Speaking of blowing up, Intel and AMD are shit in the bed fierce with a couple of absolutely massive security holes. Although, to be fair to AMD, only one of the two apply. Unfortunately, the one of the two doesn't make it any less horrible. 
So they're not, they're not as bad as everyone's making it out to be, though. Well, they're no, bad, of course not. But they're they're bad. not as they're not apocalyptic for the for the average user. This is not the end of the world for for more enterprise level people. This is probably a pain in the ass. So I'm yeah, going to like, hand this um, off to Panic to describe all of this while I drink water and because I yes. couldn't even remember the guy's name from Warcraft. So I'm just going to give this <laughs> over to Panic for now and describe what's happening here. Yeah, so before anyone goes nuts, this isn't bad. The main one is already patched, and Intel has been patching it. Uh, no, the, all the OSs have already patched it, so you don't really need to worry as long as you have your Windows updates on. Um, there are two, um, two exploits. One's called Meltdown, one called Spectre. You can Google them both and get a ton of info on them if you really want to. The long and short of it is um, Intel made a bunch of design decisions in their processors somewhere around the time Pentium 4 died. Um, and this bug has been in there. It's not really even bug. This thing has been in there ever since. So it impacts like everything going back to like the start of the core architecture. Um, so meltdown is that specific issue. Um, and it's already patched. If you get your updates, you're good. Um, the more concerning one is called specter, which is a larger subset of what meltdown is. Um, Pretty much whenever your computer goes to do some code, you know, one of the big examples is like you have an if statement that says if something is true, do this. If it's false, otherwise, you know, do this. Um, in order to make computers a lot faster, especially when they can do all this multiple processing stuff, while it's figuring out if it's true or false, it's actually executing both sets of code side by side. So what happened was after about a decade someone's finally in a lab after sitting for a long period of time figured out exactly how to be like okay we've executed both paths i need to see the memory for the path that i threw out you know or i wasn't supposed to execute and then you can get access to that in the cache so like if a password or something random got loaded in it's like rummaging it. through somebody's trash when they put it on the sidewalk before before it gets yeah, collected, but th- basically. But the thing is, instead of the trash, it's like <laughs> you're rummaging through someone's landfill at like a specific moment in time when the landfill moves all the time. Yeah. So when I say it's not a terrible thing, it's it's got to be. It's very hard to kind of put together and get an exploit out. But the reason we didn't hear about it until now was because they were working on patching it. Um, so meltdown is patched. And that's for Intel only. Spectre is harder to patch because it's much more general, and that impacts AMD, ARM, and Intel also. Um, but the likelihood of an exploit coming out that's going to impact you as like a person is very slim because it's very hard to do. Um, the people who really need to worry about it are like Amazon and Google and Microsoft, who run these large cloud data centers because it kind of lets you see things that you might not be able to see, like on someone else's virtual instance but at the same time again still very hard to actually do so you're going to hear a lot of fun and a lot of people freaking out you're going to see a lot of lawsuits and crap it's really not terrible um and at the end of the day it's already more or less handled um, yeah um and yeah there uh, for the intel thing the big thing that people were like latching onto is that there's like a performance hit um and yeah, there is. Um, I actually have to do some testing at work and at other places for the Intel bug. Um, and yeah, for very specific scenarios, which you're never going to actually run into in your day-to-day life, um, you'll get a 30% hit. Like literally, we only hit that on like a synthetic test where we explicitly did the thing that has the bug fix. 
and that's 100% of the time, 30%. But in general, it was anywhere from like 2 to 4% hit, which even then is not a Didn't lot. It, doesn't it affect stuff like... Um... Uh, like uh, compression, so zipping files and stuff? No, not entirely. So uh, it's very specific. So effectively what happens is um, for the Intel bug is there's two spaces in the processor and a computer. Um, There's user space and kernel space. Kernel space is the protected stuff that your OS and only your OS should be doing stuff Mm. in. Um, And that's like, again, from like Windows original to Windows 10, Windows 10 has done a very good job of separating kernel space from user space. Linux does that too. Um, and certain applications may need to go to the kernel to be do like a very specific operation, like do a very specific operation on a piece of hardware or do certain disk read-write operations. Um, that's the only time you're going to use a kernel call. All the other times, everything's just doing their own shit in the user space, and that's whatever. You know, that's not nearly as secure. Um, the bug was you know, given a certain thing in the user space, you could actually get cache data from the kernel space. Um, so what the patch does is effectively, AMD never had the problem because AMD says, if you have a user space thing, you can't do anything in the kernel space. We're just going to reject it anyway. Intel's was just like, we do both. And, you know, they made the decision that that kernel space thing is not going to be live long enough to get, so it'll just go away. Um, that unfortunately ended up being false. Um, so you can grab it um so intel's patch is to effectively do you know block that call so you can't do it um so you have to actually directly do the kernel call um so yeah a lot of a lot of people very complicatedly technical but it's not common to happen yeah it's there's i guess at the end of the day the most important thing to realize is that uh for you the the user um you're not really gonna see just get your patches come out of this (laughs) The most important thing is that when I know everyone hates to do this, but when your computer tells you to update it, do it uh, and make sure it's updated. Otherwise, uh, you don't really have much to worry about. It's pretty much it's pretty much it. Uh, it's uh, like most things got blown out of proportion. Now, mind you, it didn't get blown out of proportion for like Panic was saying. People like Microsoft and Amazon and and these you know server hosts. Um, it is a I would I would assume a massive pain in the ass uh, for them. Uh, to be dealing with and 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 at the very least, even if it's a slim chance that somebody actually does, you know, do something to target this uh, at that kind of a level, uh, the idea of it probably has a few people shitting themselves uh, at, at a higher level in some of these corporations. But I'm sure they'll have it uh, sorted out, and hopefully, it doesn't affect them uh, too too much uh, in the process. Moving on to a less technical and one that everyone, this is the man that everyone loves to hate right now, except for everyone between the ages of 9 and 13 who just want to love everyone that their parents hate. It's Logan Paul. Um, I know, I know we're late to the party on this one, but I feel like uh, he's probably not going to be out of the news for a while yet. Mostly because YouTube could not have mishandled this situation harder if they <laughs> tried. Uh, so Didn't they respond today with their actual things? Oh yeah, it was bad. It was bad across the board. It was terrible. Um, I mean, I, I think if, uh, before getting without getting too far ahead of ourselves here, in regards to that response, you know, Philip DeFranco put up like this little quick video on Twitter and was like, "YouTube, you were just handed a softball. The easiest. The, the you didn't have to think about this one. You didn't have to just complicate it or anything. This was a softball for you to say, okay, we're gonna axe all this." 
This is, this is, the lines are being crossed on so many different places, we wouldn't have to think about it. And instead, they kind of did their usual, you know, little corporate dance around because Mr. Logan Paul makes them an awful lot of money. And uh, we wouldn't want to uh, completely get rid of Logan Paul because that, we'll would just be, that would just be bad for everyone involved, I guess. So, um, obviously, I'm going to say the majority of people listening to this know uh, who Logan Paul is at this point. You might not have before this happened. I had <laughs> but, to look him up. But now you probably do. He is the brother of uh, arguably equivalent fuckboy status, Jake Paul, uh, who both of them combined uh, have cornered the market on YouTube for small children um, in terms of viewership doing some of the dumbest, most... Uh, what's even the best way to put this? Just, uh, just... They're bad. I, 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 I there's, there's too many words that, that would describe it, but they're obnoxious is probably the best word to describe both of the brothers. Uh, and if you go and watch as an adult, if you go and watch Logan Paul, you almost want to say that he has like a, like some sort of mania. Like he's, he's in a different fucking universe. This guy, he's living like an out of body experience, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So Logan went off to Japan to do what Logan does, which is basically go out in public and scream at the top of his or lungs, random nonsense. Okay, yeah, occasionally plugging his own brand, the Mavericks or whatever weird friggin' angel wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. And then, and then basically saying that anything he does is under the name of being a Maverick, so it kind of like makes it, it okay like that he's being an asshole in public. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that's a, a good, uh, good tie-in. So he went off to Japan, and he was doing his usual Logan Paul whatever, uh, which was honestly, a lot of the stuff that he did there was overshadowed by what we're about to talk about here, but he also did a lot, a lot of stuff he definitely shouldn't have been doing in Japan. Um, he goes out and decides that him and, and I guess it was a, a, a couple of friends, he had another guy with him, I don't know who these people are, uh, and some girl. And, uh, and then there's security guy that he hired while they were in Japan. Somebody, a local security detail dude. And they're going to go to the suicide forest in Japan. Uh, if you don't know what the suicide forest is in Japan, you can tell by the name exactly what the suicide forest is. Uh, it's a place where a disproportionate number of Japanese citizens choose to be their resting place after they take their own lives for whatever reason. It's an incredibly sad location, but yet in some weird dichotomous fashion, it's also like a like a national park type thing. You'll see kids running around with their families and stuff. It's real weird uh, kind of a situation, but frequently people will take their lives in this forest. So Logan and his friends go off uh, on their magical journey, and you have to imagine that in the back of their mind, they're hoping in some weird way that they're going to come across something in in the forest, and lo and behold, about a hundred feet friggin' inside from the parking lot, uh, a man had unfortunately decided to take his life. He hung himself by a tree uh, in the forest, and this happened. I mean, probably within inside of nine, ten hours of them having arrived uh, at the at the scene. Now, I can't speak for everyone, but most people. If you walked into any for anywhere, that doesn't have to be a forest. Doesn't have, you can walk into a room. You see somebody is dead in any position. The majority of people 
are going to have a relatively a opposite reaction to whatever the, the hell it is that we saw in this video of these guys out in the forest. One, you shock, dead shock. I personally, I'd probably shit myself <laughs> almost immediately. If I walked in a room and I saw a dead body, as desensitized as I am after all the stuff that I've seen on the internet and playing games over years, whatever, 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 all the movies and stuff where we're all kind of whatever, there's still reality to it. If you see a dead body in real life, it is a totally different friggin' experience. It is wildly, wildly different. Shock, you, maybe you call, I don't know, the police! <laughs> or, or, uh, or an ambulance! Or just emergency services might be one of the first things that you do, uh, depending on, on the, the situation that you, that you happen upon. You certainly don't decide to turn on a camera and then go on a, after being edited down, you can imagine how much footage they have. Because if you see the, if you ever, if you get to see the, the video and it's probably been re-uploaded in various ways because the original mm -hmm. was taken down, there's a good amount of footage here. Which means that they had, as far as like raw footage to edit Someone this sat thing, there and edited it. they were th they were there for a while. <laughs> they were in the woods for a good chunk of time, and they're talking about and they're like getting up close to it and they're pointing out how the like the hands are blue. They only like blurred out the face barely. It was like the shittiest like job in the world of uh, of trying to censor what what people would have been seeing on YouTube. Uh, they were laughing. Now, I can understand that there is nervous laughter. I, I laugh when I'm nervous sometimes, too. Um, but when it came to Logan specifically, his friends looked like they were actually like in shock for the majority of this video. Logan himself, though, he couldn't, he couldn't even strip himself out of his persona. He was still being like this kind of obnoxious whatever and he was like man this is gonna be on like my top what was the quote like this is gonna be like my top five craziest things i've ever seen like it was i can't even put it into words how up. weird it was watching this video not because i saw the, the guy so hanging in the wrapped tree so up much. on himself he's just that's <laughs> that why i said even, he, like he can't pull himself out that's why i said he, it's <laughs> like he's living in a third like a third person perspective all the time because if he was in his own head and you couldn't tell that everyone around you wants to remove the head from your shoulders all the time because you're standing in the middle of a square screaming at the top of your lungs disturbing everyone else around you in a country where that's literally the opposite of what you would do at any given point in fucking time and then you go and do something like this is crazy but the most important thing before i hand it off for you guys to talk about the thing that bugged me was when his apology video his apology thing came out and he basically danced around the entire thing and then didn't bring to light the fact that that somebody either himself or somebody else there was a huge thought process here. It wasn't a mistake. He tried to frame it like a mistake. He tried to frame it like he took like a fucking Snapchat video and then it just, boom, it was up. It was just boom, it's done. Or he was like live on, on, on like a Periscope or some shit and oops, found somebody. That's a mistake. This motherfucker no. took what was probably between 10 and 30 minutes of footage and either himself or somebody else stopped, thought to themselves, should we do this? Yeah, okay, why not? And then went and edited the video and then had multiple points of time in which they probably kept stopping and thinking, 
are we sure we want to post this video on YouTube? Oh, I guarantee you they did not have the mentality of, oh, should we post this video? Their mentality was, oh, we're going to get so many friggin' hits on this. And, and even if we get smacked, that's it. He puts the fucking thumbnail of the poor man hanging in the godforsaken tree. And you want to tell me, Mr. Maverick Logan fucking Paul, poster child for fuck boy of the year all years, that it was a mistake? Go fuck yourself. Oh, that was premeditated <laughs> as fuck. Go fuck yourself, Logan Paul, with all your millions of dollars because you get a bunch of little children. And that's the really fucked up part, is that all these kids defend Logan in yeah. this whole thing. Because when you're that young, you don't you don't see what's really fucking ha- You don't process, oh, there's a dead dude in a tree fucking. You don't, you don't get that when you're 10 years old. And then when your parents come in, and they say, yeah, you should probably not be watching Logan Paul anymore. And no matter how much you try to describe to your children why that's a bad thing, at that age, what do the majority of kids do? They tell their parents to go take a long walk off a fucking short pier. I want it's cooler. Logan becomes cooler because dad and mom think that Logan's bad. So now I'm going to watch Logan five times as much. That's the fucked up part is that Logan is influencing all these little kitties, and he puts a video out like this. It's crazy. Just looking at his face makes me want to fucking punch him sometimes. He's got that fucking wacky-ass alien's fucking hair, sitting at, like, conventions and shit, maverick this and maverick that, and running his mouth on all this crap. He he shouldn't be on YouTube, period, anymore. He's be gone. Um, That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But the thing, the, I'll draw this comparison, then I'm going to hand it off to Jeff. Think about how PewDiePie got treated. Okay? PewDiePie actually responded to it today. He said, um... Specific- I, I want you to just hold on. I want you to just, just think about this. PewDiePie got crucified by everyone down to the Wall Street fucking journal for a joke that was in poor taste... But it sure as shit wasn't a premeditated, uploaded video of a poor man that took his life in the fucking forest in Japan by some foreign fuckboy that came over and took this video, and then YouTube puts it on trending. Trending is a manually chosen list, and they fucking left it on trending for like 10 fucking hours. 7, 10 million people seeing this video. Think of how these two situations were treated. And then tell me he that YouTube it, isn't a fucking cesspool and the CEO isn't insane. PewDiePie actually came out and explicitly said that he's like, what I did was shitty. And he, he straight out said that. He's like, but the big difference here is what I did was shitty and in the privacy of my own home with my viewers. Logan Paul is like, a, he said, is that like some whole other level because this guy goes out explicitly travels and then he rubs people's faces in his like disrespect rudeness and like being an asshole so he's like i get what i did was shitty but logan paul is 10 times worse because he's actually actively impacting people it's crazy which i actually agreed with (laughs) yeah i mean i i think they're both Idiots. Yeah. I, oh, I don't disagree, but I no, just mean in terms of how it was treated. There's orders yeah, of magnitude. For, for me, it's like, you know, it's whatever um, on both of them. They're, they've both done dumb things. We've all done dumb things. Now, I'm not about to go and say I've come <laughs> to a Japanese forest. 
that's, and fucking and just done some shit. That's right? an that's that, an eleven. That's more a 14, than an eleven. Yeah, that's a, right? <laughs> that's a that's a fourteen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's an idiot. I mean, he's just a moron. I think what it is is I was never a fan of his stuff anyway. I've seen some of his videos. It's hard not to. You know, every every other YouTuber, you know, Philip DeFranco, we talk about Philip DeFranco. Um, he's Philip DeFranco is also the same type of guy that will use somebody like Jake Paul or Logan Paul to generate views and use his name to further his pockets you know, putting, well, I suppose, putting his but Philip's name. also doing a new show. I mean, I, I know is, he is, but I mean, it is true. But I mean, Philip will talk about Logan Paul's like, you know, a stain on a shirt for a view. Right. Is what they do. And Philip DeFranco, all of those guys. I do like Philip DeFranco's show. I do watch it quite often. I think he's he, um, he's great at what he does. I think he's he's a fair. Um, if you want to call him a journalist, I guess. You could. Um, new media. Yeah, new media. I think he's fair. He raised a lot of points. Uh, he still is opinionated. He doesn't often just go through the middle to kind of appease everybody. He does often have his own thoughts on things, which I can appreciate. But, I mean, everybody in YouTube is also that, that continues to feed off of Logan Paul and Jake Paul. They're also part of the problem. And they are fueling these guys' fame and they're they're rewarding their actions because no matter what they do, if they do something stupid, they everybody talks about them for views and then people will go and watch them. And as you continue to watch, their their ego and their persona and everything just kind of amplifies. And this isn't, I'm not by any means uh, blaming anybody on what Logan Paul has done, but I'm just saying the amount of people that are shitting all over Logan Paul right now is, it's kind of annoying because it's one of those things where everybody, I mean, celebrities, news, you name it, they were picking up on this story. Obviously, it's a huge thing. Somebody's, somebody was humiliated even after death and God only knows what the family has gone through or if they even know what happened uh, beforehand and hearing about this on the internet would just be catastrophic. But at the same time, it's say your piece and then just let this fucker, you know, do whatever this guy does. It is up to YouTube to ultimately shut this dude down or strike him or whatever it is that YouTube does. But it's obviously that YouTube only cares about their pockets. They only care about their poster boys. And even PewDiePie was that poster boy until YouTube was under too much heat and then eventually removed PewDiePie's YouTube Red series and got rid of the Disney thing and, you know, all this shit. They basically... They basically did the, had their way with PewDiePie and just threw him to the burner. I don't think they're going to do the same with the with the the Paulers they call them, um, <laughs> Paulers because the they're 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 megastars, they right? Uh, they they're megastars, and and uh, you know it's it's one of these things where I just sit back and just go, what the fuck? And I can't really blame Logan Paul fully for what happened, which is going to sound insane. Because 
these guys come from Vine, and these guys are young. This is all they know. You know, from being a teenager into adulthood into celebrity status. I mean, these guys are as famous as A-list actors. And, you know, their their presence, their the yes people around them, that's the only thing they know. It's almost like, you know, I keep going back to watching Fast and the Furious. You watch another Fast and the Furious, and they just go bigger and bigger, right? We made the thing. They're going to be in space on the next one, for Christ's sake. It's the same thing with these Paulers, is they need to up the ante. They need to up the shock value. They need to up the energy. I mean, if you watch Logan Paul's videos from beginning to where they're at now, I mean, the energy is fucking insane. They're like, what is up? What is up, Mavericks? You're just crazy. We're just going. We're going nuts. Today, we're going to the Japanese suicide forest. And it's haunted. And we're going to see something, and it's going to be the first of its kind. And you know what? It, it, in, in theory, it sounds like a really cool idea. <laughs> it sounds like a very unique video. It's different. You're in Japan. But these assholes, they don't even know what is what real life is like. They just, they don't, you got, the way, this is what I like to believe anyway, because I don't think anybody can be that big a piece of a shit to film a dead body hanging from a tree, laugh about it, which which you said everybody goes through trauma differently. Some people laugh, some people cry, some people say nothing, some people run, some who knows, right? You can't you can't play that card. But to film it, to sit there, to continue filming, to make these comments like, oh, this is I bet you there's never been a dead body on YouTube before or like, you know, finding a, you know, whatever, you know, going back, like you said, editing a video, putting up a thumbnail, uploading the video and then releasing the video and then letting the video sit there and then have your entire community upvote the video like crazy because it wasn't until it hit social media and people will go, whoa, what the fuck is this real? What is going on? And that's when the backlash started happening and that's when shit went downhill. So you got to you what I have to do is I have to put my own uh my sanity away and I have to think like 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 a spoiled immature uneducated I mean you even look at his father and I hate to take shots at people's parents but his dad even made a video on a bus or some shit I don't know and he was talking about, oh, you know, shout outs to all the Paulers out there and we're strong. And he's, you know, doing the whole, the whole spiel, the whole like, you know, we're a team, we're in this together, we'll be back stronger. Don't worry, the Paulers, they're gonna be back doing their thing. You know, we're everybody fucks up, you know, listen to what Dr. Phil said, and he's going on uh, defending his sons, which is what parents would do, but you would also think that a, a parent that actually has common sense would come out, seeing as that there is a bunch of kids that watch the stuff. That coming from an adult, an actual adult, a parent would come out and say, listen, you know, and he did. He said, yeah, he, he messed up, but he was just defending him. And, and you could see that the the whole group is just absorbed to with what they have. And they're so detached from reality that you almost you almost can't get mad. You, you can get mad, but you almost can't blame 
Logan Paul for his actions because it, it, it it's almost like he doesn't have anybody that'll tell him no. Nobody in that group, no friend there. I and I know I could say for me or for Adam or Tabine, if we were there, we'd go the fuck, dude. You want to know what that sounds like? Get, get out of here. Affluenza. Like, that bullshit from just, the like five years ago. It's 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 messed up. It, it's you know if somebody if one of us were there, we would have been like, yeah, this is where I leave. Um, this is where we should pull out my cell phone, call, some, yell, call someone, I, I anything, do something. I, I get, yeah. Go ahead. The, 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 the thing is, is what I'm getting at, and I think you can understand, yeah. is you get a lot of money very quickly, you get super famous, you have this invincible status, you basically are brought up, like, probably since he hit puberty, it, 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 like he's, been, he's been in the spotlight, it's constantly you. a show, his life is a show, I'm sure when he walks around, his brain is thinking... Um, you know, how can I set this up in a video? How can I set the scene up? What, what, you know, what kind of editing things are we going to put in here? The way that he probably thinks is a show, everything, you know, kind of like as a streamer, if you're sitting at home and you're like, well, I may as well stream or this, the psychological things that you go through where it, it, it consumes your life. And I think that he is. It's not even a show. You are legitimately just watching this guy essentially make a fool of himself without him even knowing he's a fool. Um, and that's the way I look at it. So, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Absolutely. I'm not going to sit here and defend him. But I, I think people should look at it in a different light that this guy just needs the product of his environment. Some, a reality check. He needs some help. He needs he needs some grounding. It's almost like the Justin Bieber thing, right? Where Justin Bieber, super rich, super quick, does a lot of dumb shit. Now he doesn't go to Japanese forest and film somebody that hung themselves. Yes, but his his people around him are yes people and he did a lot of stupid shit. And it wasn't until he made a ton of mistakes, he grew up a little bit and he surrounded himself with different people where you could start to see a bit of a change. Now, whether it's for show or not, who knows? But I think Logan Paul and Jake Paul kind of need to go through the same thing. And I and hopefully something like this. Um, it's sad that it came at the at the um, the expense of 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 the poor guy who took his life. And you know, I, and I think honestly, what Logan Paul was thinking was, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great views. And I think psychologically. He actually thought he was going to help people. I think he legitimately thought that putting out this video and putting a thing about suicide and putting a link underneath would would do some good. And I think that he thought that people would look him in a positive light. You know, they make these stupid videos of when there's a flood and shit, when that when there's a big flood and we're going to go down there and we're going to save people. And they get sea dudes and they're going around and they're showing everybody how awesome of people they are and they're they're looking for that thumb up Maverick bomb and go get yourself a hoodie and we're going to donate some of the stuff to the people and you know what it's great but at the same time you can tell they're searching for some sort of validation they're they're constantly looking for for approval and I think that in his twisted mind he thought that this was actually going to be a positive thing and it was the complete opposite that's what I think maybe I'm naive I want to I want to I want to I would I want to believe 
I want I want to go to the church of Mr. Maximus Black. I think it's Black. hard to not believe that in his specific case. Yeah, the guy, because I, I, of of how he's been brought up and how big he is and how fast you're and, hoping you're hoping that know. it's not malicious intent exactly, and that he had exactly. you're hoping that in his mind he thought he was doing something good but it was as opposed to him being like oh yeah if i go take a if i go take video of a dead body or find something i'll get a ton of views because that's much more i think that's much I think worse that's part of it than i think thinking that's i can bring suicide i think that's part awareness. of it but i think yeah. in his twisted head he thinks that getting a ton of views from this and and shedding light on this issue uh, whether it's mental illness or depression or suicide that he thought like yes this is the thumbnail will get a lot of views it will bring a lot of people in but in terms we're going to show them that you know taking your life isn't the right way to do it and, and this is how you can help yourself i truly believe that that's what he thought it's not like he went a logic route where he made a song about suicide and depression and and it wasn't in, in any bad light he just went to an extreme because that's what he does on his channel and he so happened to to stumble upon a body it's not like he went in there you know knowing he was going to find a dead body hanging from a tree right it it just kind of happened and then they they just went with it and i'm sure he regrets the living hell out of doing that obviously I, I I think I, I think that it's somewhere in the middle uh, of all of that. I I, wa- I I want I want to sit here and play Doctor Phil and comb through his life and find a million reasons why Logan Paul would come to the conclusion uh, of posting this video being an okay thing, or that any one of the other people in the chain along the way would have had to have basically experienced the exact same issues to be able to get to that point to allow Logan Paul to make that call or not speak up about it or anything. But like, you also got to understand, when you're in that environment and there's a young guy who's very wealthy and he's paying your bills and I, you live I, a lavish life with I get him you. and you do all those things. I get you. The type of people that are in his circle are just not those type oh, of yes, people. Man. And if they were, they wouldn't be in his circle. I get you. It's it's just the way it is. I, right? The echo chamber. I, I, I get I get you. Uh, um, but I I, re, I I basically I guess I guess I guess I want to believe that somebody even at twenty two in his status that he has and yeah the Justin Bieber thing and the call and let's do coke and drive a Lambo into a telephone pole and whatever else you want we want to do scenario. I want to believe all of that to a to a point, but. There, there has, there has to be some, there's a line somewhere. Oh, it's been crossed. Oh, it's been crossed. No, but there's a, but there's a line somewhere, right? Where that, no, I'm not, I don't want to call it an argument because it's reality. It's not an argument that that kind of the, the, the childhood stardom thing is a, is a thing, but there, there has to be a line somewhere where at a certain age, that regardless of fandom and and regardless of star status and regardless about just you know uh, how much fucking smoke you got blown up your own ass on a daily basis there's a line somewhere because like at, at what point at what if point can we no longer has that at, line. One, at what point you can get we, that line through experience but what I, point I, can you yeah well yeah but adam think about it this way think about it this way think about all the racist people out there Grown ass people. No, I get you. If you're grown up with it and it's around you and it's all you think and do it's, and it's whatever. It's ingrained in you. You don't know the difference, right? Yeah. You 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 don't there the right and wrong switch that's in there. You, it your gets pers- muddled. Your gets perspective confused. is. I no, I I, I I get you. I I I, I get you. 
Like, we went to school with a fuckload of people that were brought up in environments that turned them into complete crazies. Like, I, 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 I'm with you. But I can't, I can't fathom in my own mind that somebody that found stardom through fucking Vine has lost the filter so far that a dead body in a tree becomes okay. Like there, like I, 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 all the, all the things you talked about, yes, hundred percent. Which is why he can go to Japan and like run around a Pikachu outfit, stop traffic, yeah. throw balls underneath cars, fucking throw them at security guards, go into a restaurant, whip his dick out, fucking smack bitches with them, be like, ha, Maverick. Like, yeah, I, I get that, hundred percent. Because now that no filter for that. But the, what I'm saying is that for his experience, which is getting famous on 30 second clips on a fucking social media website, converting to YouTube, is that I can't fathom how that switch is turned off for a dead dude in a tree to go and do that. And that nobody in his yes men club could gather up the fucking sense to do anything well, about it have. either. They might have. They may, you never know. They we may have said, dude, this is not whatever, a good idea. Yeah. Like, Which this would isn't be a even good worse. Idea. And he might have even just said, fuck, put it up. Which is even like, worse. You know? Yeah, well, the, in his twisted mind, he might have just thought like, hey, man, I'm fucking running the show here. This is going to be a positive thing and put it up. I'm not trying to defend Logan Paul. A guy's a fucking twat. Like, he's an absolute twat. And if I was a parent, he'd be the last thing that I would want my kids watching. Period. But the reality of it is, he's a superstar, he's a megastar, this is only going to make him more famous, people are going to be over this in T-minus, I'm surprised it's even lasted this long, and and life will go on, that's it, and it's either he's going to learn from this, or he's not, and we'll find out. I get what you're saying, but I just think he's, I just think he's mentally not oh, all there. Is, which is why I yeah. said in the beginning that it's he's living in a third person disassociated like from the entire situation doesn't understand that 90% of what he does is really not okay and the problem is like you said he's searching for validation he's finding it everywhere the motherfucker everyone every time he posts a video up like you I think you might have also said this when he posted this video up originally before anyone from the you know, the real fucking universe that that lives in the real world found it and it was just his fans the like ratio to dislike, there was like oh, yeah. next to nothing. It's a lot so it's not that get he's not getting validation when you have It's not that he's not getting validation. He's in an echo chamber filled with twelve-year-olds screaming at him that everything he does is is fucking incredible. So like, uh, yeah, a reality check. Hopefully it comes, but then that's the problem. YouTube's not handing him a reality check. His dad's not handing him a reality check. So I don't know if he's even going to get a reality check. And Lord knows, next up, he's going to end up like. Uh, where do you go from dead dude hanging in a tree if you don't have a reality check? Where's your next stop on that list? I can't I even you, fucking fathom it. I don't think it. there is any other stop beyond that. I think that's probably the worst it gets. Oops, I hit somebody with my car. <laughs> I'll make a video about it. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. I'm actually more angry at YouTube than I am Logan. <laughs> well, yeah, YouTube actually knows what they should do, but they're not doing anything. Yeah, they yeah. messed up. That's, that's for sure. That's that's the more uh, that's the more heinous thing here. Uh, if, I mean, if well, <laughs> it's I don't know about more heinous, but it's it's more disappointing. I think that YouTube is handling it the way they are in that they're not really handling it. It's oh, we're gonna take away just a little bit over here. He's still gonna make millions of dollars off YouTube. Just, we're gonna do this, that, whatever. There's no real ramifications here for for Logan Paul or. Or, or anything else. Well, and what it ends is, up doing is it hurts a bunch problem. of other people because the ad networks take even further 
shit off the platform. Oh, yeah. And it gets oh, even yeah. worse. But Logan's still Someone fine. In- Someone in chat actually just said something that I want to say because I think it's the greatest point ever. The only reason Logan Paul didn't get punched in the face while he was in Japan is because that's not their culture. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's from America, so in America, it flies yeah. fine anyway. <laughs> but if he went and did that shit in, like, Scotland, <laughs> he'd get dummied. Fucking buckled on the ground. Some some Scott come up with a fucking kilt and shit all over him right in the middle of the fucking public. Well, I know what's crazy is if if YouTube banished the Paulers or even one of them, got rid of their channel. These guys are so famous and so powerful. Mm. They could literally make their own service mm-hmm. and start to take a huge chunk right out of YouTube. You would know that they would have everybody over there. They would have their team 10 or their team 15 or whatever the fuck they call themselves. <laughs> everybody would have their own channel and they would be able to, they'd make even more money and they would be an actual competition to YouTube. They're that powerful. And so I don't think, I don't think YouTube even wants to mess around with these guys because they, they have, they're so influential and they make so much money for the platform that mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're just, they're scared. I think YouTube is legitimately scared of these guys. They it's like it's like the UFC and Conor McGregor. It's you just kind of slap them on the wrist and be like, yeah, you know, I don't totally agree with it, but you know, can't really hey, do anything about it's it. Conor, uh, he made a hundred million dollars. No, hey, he'll be back when he's back. It's kind of like the the Paulers. Hey, it's the Paulers. I can't. We can't really control them. They're their own beast, but they make us a ton of fucking money. So. Can you do? Yeah. And it's not about spreading. Somebody said this in chat after I said it. It's not about spreading hate. and Make it better. And let's talk about punching him. What we're saying is that if he did what he did in other countries, that that would be his reality check. Be like, oh, wait. Oh, you mean I can't stand in traffic and do this shit? Oh, oh, that's my bad. I I apologize then. uh, As he's on the ground because he got a shit kicked by somebody that just couldn't put up with him anymore. Like, that's, that's not about people spreading hate. Think about no. that for a moment. No. You do that shit in public, there are a lot of places where people... You're going to get smacked. Somebody is going to, somebody is going to you know, do something about it. Because it's not right. It's not okay. It's not about, oh, well, let's baby Logan Paul more and be like, okay, let's take him to a fine little sit-down with Dr. Phil, have him a little chit-chat. We'll discover why his daddy you know, hated him at a young age, and now he's just trying to live up to all of dad's expectations, and it's in a reverse role because now his dad's trying to live up to his own son, and everybody's a maverick. It's the maverick mentality, and we're going to name a, a new psychological issue after the maverick, maverickism. Like, it's not, it's not about that. It's about the fact that if any other, anyone else that isn't Logan Paul did what Logan Paul did off of a camera, they'd get their shit kicked. Can you imagine, like, just, it's crazy. But you got away with it because he's in Japan, literally. All right. It is That's what it is. I think we all can agree he's a dumbass. <clears throat> yep. I, I, I want to petition, I want to petition uh, UrbanDictionary.com, put his face on the fuckboy. I just, <laughs> I, want, I want his face on the fuckboy page. Because if you can find a better example of fuckboy than Logan Paul, I will eat my own shorts. I don't think it really exists. Go to change.org. Whether it's his fault, whether it's his fault or not, put that shit up there on on uh, on that website, please. Let's go to change.org. Put in a petition. That's 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 uh, that's it for that segment. We're moving on to movies and TV and stuff. Is there anything that's happened before we talk about Star Wars? 
Um, is there anything? I mean, go, Golden Globes happen. And uh, lots of people wearing black. Lots of people trying to make low-key, uh, you know, feminism jokes. And some not-so-low-key feminism jokes. Uh, and all some manner... Some not-so-low-key feminism comments that weren't even jokes? No. <laughs> that was a, it was an interesting night. Uh, uh, for sure. Dude, I, 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 I didn't. Wa- I've watched maybe four or five clips on YouTube just from like you know <laughs> trending or whatever. Like seeing Oprah Winfrey like do her, I don't know, her Obama type like introduction. Um, I have to say, and this is gonna sound very insensitive, and don't take offense to it, everybody. <laughs> I actually don't give a fuck about these women issues in Hollywood simply because it's like listening to a bunch of really rich, entitled people talk about how bad things are. And I get it. I absolutely get it. No woman should be treated any differently than a man in any way, shape, or form. But the amount of fuckery that has been going on in Hollywood is Endless. retarded. Endless. It's absolutely, I mean, there are women coming out Stan Lee saying, nailed saying he now. fucking looked at me for 10 seconds yeah. and took yeah. a look at my breasts. Yeah. And, and somebody's career is like going to this shitter. Yeah. And lives are being destroyed. And it's being plastered all over social media. I get it. The fucking creeps, the assholes... The ones that are doing what they shouldn't be doing, they deserve to get fucked. But I mean, it is, it's to the point now where it was like when women were just talking about Kobe's dick, right? And like, yeah. you know, fucking Kobe broke me in half, you know, whatever the case may be. <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting old. It's like, we get it. We've heard it now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, I, I don't know the politically correct the LGBT uh, LG what is it? The, oh, there's like 17 different things in this list. Yeah, now, the so ones with five or six now. letters, right? Yeah, yeah LGBTQ. We, it. Um, yeah, we get it. There's yeah, like we two get more. It. You know, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we get yeah. it. We 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 get it, guys. Okay, we we got we got it. We don't need. Maybe this is just how I feel. I I don't know. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but it's the event. It turned into this like this movement of it was like an echo chamber. Everybody just stroking everybody's dick is like, yeah, no pun intended. If you even if you even said if you even (laughs) said like something about women and and being treated miss is being treated poorly or or whatever, they're like, yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Give them a fucking Oscar or whatever they're giving out. You know, yes. You, you're awesome. And then Oprah comes up and everyone's tearing up and, you know, the fucking $50 million actors are sitting there like listening always so intently. And it's oh, just, did you, did you see sipping on their fucking, out Oprah? Who? You want to know? Oh yeah. Did you see it's, that? You want to know? I saw, dude, it's fucking. Oprah, anyway. even Oprah getting called out. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know what bugged me about the whole thing is they had that whole thing back and forth. Like, like I kind of agree with Jeff where they're all stroking each other's egos, but they kind of all missed something. It came out in the news the other day. Um, and I think it was one of the, one of the nominees or something. Um, it's like the, all the money in the world, the movie with like Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams. Yeah. Yeah. The one that Kevin Spacey got kicked out cause he's a yeah, scumbag. And they had to re and they had to like reshoot yeah. it. Yeah. 
they didn't pay much attention to it up until recently, but you know, they kind of glossed over it all over there while they were stroking each other's egos. But apparently Mark Wahlberg got paid 1.5 million while Michelle Williams got paid like a thousand bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that's something you want to talk about. Not well, all well, like egos yeah, drunk bullshit. Now, hold, on, now, hold on now. Apparently what came out of that is that Mark Wahlberg's people negotiated and then she said that she didn't care. And so they didn't bother negotiating now, I'm sure if she knew that Marky Mark was getting fucking $1.5 the million, dollars, <laughs> then, well, this doesn't matter if she doesn't ask the, the agent negotiated or, or whatever. But, uh, uh, yeah, obviously, it's also a bit silly, and it looks worse than it is, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I'm just like, but that's the thing. Like, everyone kind of glossed over that instead of saying, can we talk about what happened and get a better understanding of what happened yeah. here? You know, if that's the situation, that's the situation. But, I mean, we, but like everyone's just like, uh. dude, you know, to Jeff's to Jeff's point, I think when we first started talking about this, when it first started happening, when all this kind of crap started to to crop up, when we talked about it, um, one of the things that 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 we talked about was that there was a danger of of too much of it happening, and I don't mean in terms of too many people with legitimate claims coming out but too many people flooding it with claims that are, like, on the line. Like Jeff said, yeah. like, oh, he looked at me for 15 seconds without breaking eye contact, and I felt yeah. I felt awkward. Or, he hugged me for 14 seconds, and it yeah. was weird, and he should lose his, his career. Yeah, like, there's, there, it's, like, it's getting a little, like, we're starting to blur some lines in, in where vindictive. it is. But, but yeah. because, because it's a movement, and people love a movement, and they'll get behind mm -hmm. the movement, then uh, mm -hmm. because they want to be part of a team, they want to be part of something that accomplishes it, regardless of what the fuck it is, as long as they're... Exactly. Lots of prayers. They're, they're, they're accomplishing, or they feel like they're accomplishing something. It all just kind of steamrolls. And, and, you know, celebrities aren't any different than regular people. They fall victim no. to the same kind of, uh, of, of stuff that everyone else does. Um, and except in their case, they have their own careers on the line. So now we're in this awkward space, uh, where people are on one hand, you know, pointing the finger like, oh, you knew Mr. Harvey Weinstein real well, you knew what was going on and you didn't do anything about it. And like, while all the while they themselves also yeah. likely in the same scenario that they're pointing their finger at somebody else over. They all knew. They all knew, right? They all knew all of them. And so it was the it, worst kept secret in Hollywood. Yeah. And so it was, you know, uh, it is becoming a bit much. And the problem here is that for those women with legitimate claims, it's now going to make people get annoyed when they hear about them, even if they're legitimate. So yeah. uh, that's uh, that's become the biggest issue for me with this is that I'm not necessarily I don't necessarily want the movement to go away. I just want it to have an actual fucking purpose and not just everyone come out. And, and be part of it and, and, and feel, you know, validated. It becomes a witch hunt eventually. Uh, yeah, it just, it gets, it gets to be a bit silly. It's, just, it's awkward. It, yeah. The whole thing is awkward. Like, people go up there and they have these, like, these prep speeches and they go there and, and all the women are screaming and the men are just, they have no choice but to clap and say, yes, this is, I'm totally on board with this, and some of them legitimately are, and then there's some that's just awkward, and if they're not smiling and doing that, they know there's going to be a headline of them not smiling, and, you know, it's just, it's very forced, and it should be if it's a legitimate issue, but there comes a time where it's it's overshadowing everything, uh, and it's becoming just like another norm and i think it's going to de uh, desensitize people yeah. from the actual problem at hand maybe i'm looking at it differently and i'm not in that circle so no. and to the people that have 
dealt with this, I'm sure that it has consumed their life. Yes. And it is yeah. absolutely the worst thing ever. Yeah. And, I don't want to diminish their experience. No, oh, by no means. No. Um, you know, everybody, I mean, fuck, you know, somebody could lose their job yeah. and it could be the, it can consume their whole life and ruin in their eyes, everything that they have and so on and so forth. So I'm not about to say, Oh, you shouldn't feel this way or, Oh, it, it's not important. It's just, it comes off like a show. It, it comes off like it's, it's, it's almost like these guys are going up there to try and, to be like a like a Logan Pauler, where they're going up and they're saying, "Yeah, what I'm about to say is really going to make a difference," and they're gonna they're gonna clap for me, and they're gonna they're gonna write a nice article about me, and it's it's you know I'm I'm, I'm you know and, I'm going to use it to launch my career further. That's, but seriously, that's yeah. almost what it feels like. It's it's yeah. like they're looking for validation. It's if you're a good decent person, we know you feel this way. We know you're of influential. But do you have to do it on a platform after 10 other people just did it as well? Do you need to get in your two cents too? Can't you just go on Twitter like the rest of the world and say this is this shit has got to stop? Or do you got to, you know, do you have to stand up there in front of in front of the world every time you can and, and just say the same it's, regurgitated uh, stuff that the Twitter's, last person before you did? Twitter's the same way. Everyone just like gets into that whole signaling and. They start virtue signaling well, and like, everyone jumps media. on it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's the same idea. But, it's just bleeding into yeah. everywhere else. So interestingly enough, apparently there were a, a hundred, uh, I guess, I don't know if they're all this way, but it's but it seemed like that might have been the case. A hundred affluent women in, in, in France uh, came out saying kind of what what Jeff is saying here and what we're ta- was saying as well, where it's getting to be, it's too much now. Like it's getting yeah. to the point where if a guy looks at you the wrong way, then all of a sudden it's a problem. Or if they're flirting or something, then all of a sudden, you know, Oh, you flirted with me while I was at the coffee shop and I didn't want you to flirt with me. So now that's a problem. Like it's good. And they're it's like, their I'm a argument, human and you're attractive. It's like, well, the, their, you know, their <laughs> argument is, or what they're saying is, and it's kind of true is that, you know, at what, at what point, where's the line now where, where men can feel, and women, because it's not just like Terry Crews was in the, involved in this whole thing as well. So you can't forget mm-hmm. that there are men that have experienced this, obviously not in, likely in the same degree as women, but it's still there. But it's getting to the point where men and women both, but in this instance, more often men, when like where when do we know what we're doing is... <laughs> inappropriate is inappropriate like do do we have to be in a in a bar during a night that's specifically listed as people can hit on you night never to like come on in and like it's gonna or you can only use tinder because you know if you're on tinder then you want to have attention like like where's the where's the line in a regular job and i think probably most people listening to this podcast if you go if especially if you work at like a restaurant or you're 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 a student or whatever i mean anywhere i mean fuck you could you work at a call center and there's a lot of sexual tension in, in in a work environment. There's people they see each other every day. It's part of your circle. Um, there's constantly jokes. There's flirt. There's flirting. There's borderline sexual harassment. But it's it's almost accepted. It's it, everybody just kind of does it, and it it's just part of the norm. It's you see these people all day. Nobody ever comes out and says the fuck are you doing? Like you know don't don't put your hand over my shoulder and ask me how I'm doing today or whatever. And in Hollywood, I'm sure it's the same thing, except that now you're dealing with egos. You're dealing with people of actual power. And so it's, it's no different than a regular job, except that 
Now there's millions of dollars on the line and there's careers on the line and people are afraid to say anything because if they do, they could be blacklisted. And when you're blacklisted, it's over. that's the show. You're, it's over. I mean, it, it's it in a regular job. You can just go get another job somewhere in Hollywood. You're done. You're done. I mean, for. there is there is there is you no don't more, even get to be right? Nicolas Cage. No, you you're don't done. even get a Nicolas Cage treatment. You're no. just done. You're you're blacklisted. It's over. So. You know, listen, I'm sure on movie sets, people are in character. They're they're uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm only I'm only speculating, but it's normal. This is this is what happens in everyday jobs. I fuck. I, I used to work a regular job myself and the amount of fucking sexual oh, tension yeah. and, and, oh. and all this other stuff. I mean, Jesus, it's, in every, I mean, it's in every workplace and it's not always the guys doing it. So no! it's like, no, it's not. But and, it's, you know, it is what yeah. it is. But I think guys are like, you know, if a girl hits on you or says like, hey, you know, can I get some dick tonight? You know, guys aren't going to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going, yeah. to, I'm going yeah. to the boss with this. Yeah. You getting rid up? Very Sexual rarely. Harassment? I mean, you can. I mean, it's, you and it's can, fair. Definitely. It's, it's, you'll fair. probably get laughed at. Yeah. yeah but and, then, and then the boss, you know, your boss would be like, dude, dude, she's a fucking dime piece. What are you like? The fuck? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Are you sure you want to go which down is, this route? Which like, is a go different, smash. A different, a different problem altogether yeah. in that case. But yeah, it's, yeah. uh, it, it is, it, it is. And I think, yeah. I think the Golden Globes, we've now peaked. We've hit the point where people are like, all right, well, that was enough of that now. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Can we, definitely. can we maybe stop that? Uh, because it's getting to be a bit much. You know, like, who was it? Was Natalie Port, uh, Portland, uh, Portman, Portman said, uh, like drop some weird line about how none of the uh, it wasn't even weird. She literally she 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 came out straight out and said it how it was. Yeah, the director. She's just like she's like for best directors. Here are the all male nominees. Yeah, yeah, and then and then every single dude that got announced was like they didn't they didn't smile. They, they didn't know They're how to handle like, it. You know, they didn't know what to <laughs> she do dropped because it, once she again the, the cameras are yeah. on you. You know, every it's just such a weird fucking. <laughs> place like you know what hey women why don't you make great movies why don't you do that I don't want to that's that's, that's, uh, that's touchy because though. because if you made if you've made the quality if you're going to throw up christopher nolan in there name me a woman director that ha- that deserves to be up against christopher nolan or or uh, steven spielberg or whoever the hell was up there because there's not a whole lot of great female directors out there and the good ones that are out there are not worthy of of uh of a, a, of any type of prestigious award, if anything, it would be a, a a donation because they're female and they actually made a competent film and one that wasn't dumpstered by by critics. You know, you go out there and create something special and then get rewarded for it. Don't make a sly ass comment that oh, here are all the male directors. Well, you know, name me well, four I, female I, directors. I think, name me I four. I think that's Bitch part can't. of the problem is that most of the director opportunities. Go to the men. Again, I'm not. I'm not talking about the merit or the dismerit to that. I think that's part of the reason why there just aren't as many female directors, which means less opportunities to win. I'm not saying go out and necessarily yeah, do I mean, it. It's, it's, I think it's part of the field. It's yeah, the problem yeah, in the field right dis- now. I, I would say the same. I think it's dis- I think it's, it's, it's disproportionately it male because the whole industry is male uh, and the people in power are male, and so it, it makes it harder. Not impossible, makes it way harder. For a female to come up and say, "All right, I'm going to be directing this," uh, and then go and do it. I mean, how? I think it's I think it's pretty in, indicative of of how the whole situation is when um, uh, the the director who did Wonder Woman got uh, got lauded so so much for for doing the job that she did, 
uh, uh, with that film. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was a big deal that, that you know, whether or not she'd come back and do it again or if they'd hand it off to somebody else. It's, it is difficult. Uh, it's difficult for an actress. I can't even imagine what it would be like for a woman, no matter how mm-hmm. skilled they may be, uh, mm-hmm. to convince uh, the, the right people that they mm-hmm. are the person for the job to, do, to direct a film that would be considered for nomination uh, in, in these award ceremonies. Like it, it's, it's probably a, an, an absolute minefield. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But to come out in the middle of the, the, the awards when these guys put their body of work out there and then you're gonna she's misfiring she's shooting the wrong people you're shooting at the wrong people like go to twitter again voice your concerns you don't do it on stage just as the camera is about to hit on all these directors that obviously worked hard we get it you're a female you got a vagina you're upset that their women are not being represented uh in there but you know you didn't see you didn't see somebody black going up during the oscars and saying, hey, and here are all your white nominees um, for <laughs> can, best director. Can you Ooh. imagine? Can you imagine, right? Can you, can, you just, can you imagine the fucking backlash? That I mean, might, that might that it, might actually happen. It, that's some Kanye West shit, that right? Is, George Bush doesn't, yeah, doesn't doesn't care about black people type people shit. People were just yeah. like, but, oh but, shit. But it's the same thing. Yeah. Like you got a woman up there, just yeah. just ah, it's so fucking. They're so entitled and just. Ah, it hurts. It I hurts think my I brain. think she's just really super pissed off, and she's firing at the wrong people. Like she used the platform, and she she probably could have worded that a hell of a lot better. Like in her mind, I don't think she's blaming the guys in the crowd, but that's and that ends up what's happening, right? Like it ends up sounding like she's pointing the finger at all the the guys that are nominees, and not necessarily the guys who are hiring the guys that are nominees. When are the Hispanics and the Asians going to come out and say like, "Where's our shit"? Like, when's that movement going to happen? We already do. No one cares about what we have to say. <laughs> you Just, got Bollywood, all right? You got Bollywood. Yeah, you yeah, got, we you got, got our own shit. Yeah, you got Bollywood where physics don't exist and everything is awesome. And hey, man, dances. our action movies are phenomenal. <laughs> They're so good. Anytime you can see somebody stop a, a flipping car with their foot and like do some crazy backflip shit. Bollywood movies are insane. I, there's, one of my favorite clips on the internet is of a random Bollywood movie where every just a room full of bodybuilders and they're all just like flexing their pecs back and forth until a big fucking fight happens. And there's dudes swinging around like rebar with fifty thousand pound piece of concrete. It's crazy. There's just a bunch of dudes in banana hammocks, just jacked up, greased up, fucking. I don't know what happens in Bollywood, but it's hilarious. I love it. Where's the where's the where's the Bollywood movie of the year in Hollywood? That's what we need. We need a new category. <clears throat> Bring it over. That's going to be the next you. movement. Bollywood, <laughs> of the year. Bollywood to Hollywood. From Bollywood to Hollywood. Yeah. That, they say go. that all the time already. Oh, that sounds like there an Access go. Hollywood like teaser trailer. From from, from, from Bollywood, Bollywood to Hollywood. To Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the thing though. Hollywood wants the loyalty <laughs> that Bollywood has. Like Bollywood doesn't care if their stuff does well outside of the country. But yeah, like Hollywood's like they've got we like want everyone to come into our planet. movies like in Bollywood. Like <laughs> Bollywood movie rates are like ridiculous. They put out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds oh, of yeah. movies a year yeah. and they get uh, everyone watches all of them. Like I yep. was like how do we get people to do that here? Holy shit, it's so good. It's amazing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here is your warning. Warning, warning, warning. Here lie spoilers. 
For Star those, Trek, right? For those, yes, for Star Trek. For those of you, <laughs> for those of you who, like me, don't immediately go out and see every movie within the first five days of its release, this has been your warning. Uh, we are about to, uh, as a group, discuss Star Wars uh, Episode Eight. Uh, and, uh, and so if you don't want to hear about it, now is a really good time to pause, come back later when you've seen it, do whatever you need to do. Panic's grabbing one of his five dildo-shaped lightsabers at the other side of the room. Uh, he's getting in character. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff, can I get a little jingle? A little jingle for Star Wars? Um... That was that wasn't a jingle. That was hype. Now I'm excited. Got to get a little bit of hype going. Duel the fates. Like what are you gonna do? But then I get sad because I remember Liam Neeson was taken from us way too soon. Oh, so much pun in just one sentence. One (laughs) taken. Oh, look at that! Look at that shiny lightsaber. So many on the wall to choose from. Um. So, ladies, here we are. I finally saw it. And we can discuss it. I don't know how we want to go about this. I won't start. I'll let somebody else start. Uh, there's been a lot said about this movie. It's a pretty divisive Star Wars movie. Um, <clears throat> for a number critics of reasons. Liked it. Before Criti- we, critics before we critics like, liked it, yeah. Jump into it. Like, can the three of us just give like our like ten second I was in favor, not in favor, before we all jump into it. Just so, like, each of us will oh, say what we thought uh, about it Oh, just our general, there's our general feeling. Yeah, just like thumbs up, about sideways specifics. down, and then we'll go into the specifics. Okay. Um, from an entertainment perspective, thumbs up. Um, from a, from a, I guess I'd call it script perspective, or, like, how they handled, um plot points and stuff in the film I'm giving a sideways and it, and it's airing towards the the it's it's flipping it's it's like you got an old car and you're and your your gas your gaskets you don't actually know how much is in it because the shit doesn't stop moving that's where I'm at on that one so for entertainment purposes absolutely I think it's going to be one of those things that sells TVs because there are a couple of scenes that are amazing uh in the movie for sure and uh one of them, one of the, one of the most, it almost didn't feel like Star Wars. I was like, am I watching like some other sci-fi movie right now? Cause it didn't feel like it. And we'll probably get to that, uh, the, these scenes anyway. But from the, uh, the perspective of the script stuff, I was, eh, uh, about it. So that, that, that's me. Overall, I did enjoy it though. Mm. Um, from my side, um, entertainment wise, I was fine with the movie, um, from the, Involved like some parts of the movie, I felt were completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, about most of the story arcs in the movie, I really didn't care for, except for the Ray, Kylo, and Luke part. That part to me was entirely what I was expecting, and I like based on everything that's been happening. You know, we can talk about that later. I, I like that storyline. A lot of the other stuff, I kind of just felt like they were killing time. Um, but overall, you know. It's it, this one kind of fell into what I feel happens in a lot of trilogies where the middle one is kind of like, you know, you're not there yet and you have to cover a lot of ground. So you just try to do what you need to do. So, you know, uh, honestly, I think maybe like seven out of 10 on just overall. 
but the Jedi part of it, I'd probably give it a nine out of 10. <clears throat> um, ah, I liked episode seven more. Um, I can see that. So did I, I thought I, I was going to like about, eight more, but I didn't. I thought about this movie a lot and the first thing that when the credits rolled and I was walking out of the IMAX, the only thing I was thinking was I was disappointed. I was, I felt like I waited two years to be unfulfilled to, and and I'm not saying it was a bad movie by any means. I mean, you got to put Star Wars at another level, at another you're gonna you especially after the prequels and then seven hits and seven doesn't suck and it gets you excited about the the franchise again and then we get Rogue One which I really really liked and then Episode Eight comes we know we're getting a lot of Luke we're we're gonna get a lot of answers I knew I obviously know that it's the middle movie so things are gonna be incomplete and I'm sure I'll like the movie more when I watch Episode Nine but ultimately. I left the movie almost forgetting about the awesome simply because the not awesome was really not awesome. There was just a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and and it was. It was um if I had to give it a rating out of 10, I am struggling to get it to 7. I'm giving it a 6 personally. Um, I I I would walking, be high I'd be high 6. I think if I see it yeah. one more time, I could definitely get it to 7 knowing some of the stuff and then kind of enjoying it for what it is Walking out of the theater. I would agree with you. I was at a six, but I actually spent a lot of time thinking about this because that's what I do with these type of thing. Movies like I think about it a lot. Yeah. And after sitting and thinking about it, I bumped it up to a seven in my head because I'm like, okay, then you know what? That actually makes sense. And you know, I was cool with it. So it bumped up. I'm like, it wasn't as like ridiculous as I thought it was. Yeah. You know, as I, I, I was walking I, out. I'm, I'm kind of with you there. Like, you know what? If some, if, 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 Somebody was like, had a gun to my head and said, give it a seven now. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I can give it a seven. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it, it deserves a seven it's by not all the hill means. to die on. And I'm using sort of my fandom to, uh, to, to, to really rate this because I have a personal bias when it comes to Star Wars and I have a certain level of, of, of expectation. So yeah, overall, I, I, I left, I left feeling, uh, disappointed or let down. I would, um, but, I had a good time. Like there was plenty of times where I was laughing and I was enjoying it and it was Star Wars and it felt very Star Warsy. And um there were some really, really powerful scenes. And uh, at times I forgot that I didn't like parts of the movie where I was like, Man, this is fucking, you know, awesome. And then when the, when it wasn't awesome, it was like brutal. The whole casino bit. The All way, that, that whole thing. Oh yeah, the way the way we'll talk about some specific because this is so easy to break down into like plot the, uh, moments that we can we can do that. The way that the I most... saw this movie, Episode Seven was a Star Wars movie with Disney flavor. Episode Eight was a Disney movie starring Star Wars. Yeah. So for me, the entire scene with the Rebel fleet escaping that probably wasn't necessary for me mentally. Um, it was cool to watch, but that was about it. Not even the coolest times. It was just kind of dragging and filler. The entire casino scene, I'm like, oh. okay, no, don't really need that. Oh, that felt like some yeah. shit right out of the prequels, man. The whole I could've, fucking I could've, thing felt I like I could have gone a for a full two hours of just Luke, Ray, and Kylo doing their shit. 
I would have been I, fine with that. In the middle of that, in the middle of that shit, when they were actually, I think they were like releasing those uh, those uh, things. Fight around Snoke was incredible. Those things would, would, that be running. Horse. would be horses. Yeah, those horses. Yeah. yeah. I, I I was actually thinking to myself like. I don't need. Doing I don't need any of this. Like I just want to get back to the action, and it slowed down the whole movie. Their whole story arc there was pointless, and it ended it up being it pointless. Sir, it served they no only did purpose. it for they no, did it for dumb. service for Finn, but they could have done that other ways. Oh, it was so bad, dude. It oh, was so. And they managed to squeak in like some fucking animal rights shit. Oh, that was point. bad too. Like that. Yeah, was weird. And, and when they said they said uh, when they right, released one free, eaten that friggin' pork. <laughs> When they when they right. when they released when they released that fucking horse thing out yeah. to the to the uh, to the or when they got all out there and then Finn was like you know it was all worth it and then the girl was like uh, and then she lets the fucking thing go and she goes no now now it's, it's now worth it, it is. and I just and and my at inside that point, I, was I was like, like no I said that dude That's I was like George I was Lucas mad, writing dude. I was mad I was I and couldn't it, believe and it, it kind of it was really it was really it was really sad too because Finn is such an awesome character. And and Johnny does an amazing job of of playing this character, and he's got so much charisma. He's just, when he's on screen and he does his bit, like he commands the whole fucking scene. Like he's just got so much. Yeah. He oozes charisma, and then they they take that and they're like, "All right, guys, we need some way to build up Finn a bit in this movie. Let's send him to a fucking casino." Weird. There's going to be like a twenty minute slapstick comedy bit. With a bunch of shit just going everywhere, but the music's playing in the background. Oh, There's bad, an dude. opera it's singing bad. alien, and it's just like I, I was. I, why? I, I, I just yeah, why? Just and why? then so I was angry. I feel and, like they're setting up for later stuff. I was I was kind of upset about it. Oh, and then it was also some social commentary. So it was a bit of it was a bit of PETA, and then it was a bit of oh, by the way, America supplies all the weapons for all the people that we hate yeah. in the world. Shocker! And you got and yeah. got Benicio del Toro, or whatever, sitting on the ship, going, yeah. "Oh, look at this! You think they only supply the bad guys? Boom! They supply the good guys too. Fuck America! Uh, I, 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 <laughs> you, you, you only think they supply supply the bad guys? To be fair to him, he probably took the writing of that and took it as far as he could possibly take that character." Yeah. In the time that he and had. then it did nothing, and the and the whole phasma thing was like fucking you, ten seconds. That was just the saddest the whole, part. The whole thing, you know, and, she's and not somebody, dead. And somebody, no, of course not. No, and no, somebody no. in the chat talked about Akbar. Um, oh my god, that scene! He should have. He should. I'm. I'm yeah. with. I'm with. He should have been the he one. He should have been the one that yes. took the ship and yes. fucking and and hyper. That was a good scene. Yes. I would have been awesome like, scene. oh yes. fuck, yes. the guy that you've been with ever since the beginning of it's Star a Wars. Trap. Yeah, and it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. You Let's just what? go then. And that would have been the one-liner to yes, end it. Exactly. If he said that while he did it. It's a trap. It's a trap. And then cut to the guy in the oh, ship realizing what he's about to do. Oh, I would have stood so As cheesy as that was, I would have stood up and just... Get him! Oh, yeah. No, yeah. you want to know what would have been even better? Get him! No, nothing's better than no, that. that no. been it. If that the guy been. on the ship that was about to get... Fucked. Said, said it's, a, it's trap. a trap. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. But okay. Yeah. But can we talk about that? That would have been better. Can we talk yeah, about that whole, that that whole segment? So in that scene, we uh, we get a character in this movie. How did they not think of that. The How thumbnail needs not? to be Akbar saying it's a trap. How did they not over do that? Ball? I think they should oh, yeah. refilm that whole fucking bit. 
and let him do it. Because I mean, that would have just been such an awesome send off. It would have yeah, been exactly. It would have been emotional. Of, it would have been like yeah. instead of instead of and think about how much throwbacks they made in this movie. Introduce a not, random character. They introduced, for that. Yeah, so that's what I was about to get to. So instead of getting a a, a character that's been around for like forty even years that everyone knows and loves and and considers to be a a relatively important despite background character in this entire franchise instead of giving that Huge to fandom. to Akbar we give it to this random character chick that didn't her. exist in any movie previously that we built up an entire character and took her down in the span of like 45 minutes to give her one of the coolest looking scenes in the entire movie. Cause let's be fair when that the ship, entire franchise, well, yeah, when that, well, the entire franchise. Yeah. When that, when that ship cut through the other ship and it was oh, silent, it was everyone space, was just like, I was like, oh my god, this is the best scene Star Wars has ever done. And then I real I came back down to Earth and I went, wait a minute. This bitch did. Was on that they ship. gave that to her? Mm. Instead of like, who just gets wiped out in a scene? That That's Let's talk so about bad. that scene. That should have been the Leia send-off. Let's talk well, about... If it wasn't Akbar. Let's talk about that scene. It should have been the Leia send-off. Let's talk about that scene. Talk about Leia here for a moment, who oh, apparently, the, the meme on the internet is Poor she's god. Mary Poppins. Uh, just coming back down with her umbrella, Very floating, poppin', floating back down in her force bubble. Um, okay. I look, obviously Leia going out like that would have been shit. Okay. So I'm not hating the fact that Leia survived that, but was that really like, was that really a necessary thing to do? Because all, all it does is it raises, it raises more questions than it needs to and not good questions. Not questions where you sit back and you give it a good long think, like at the end of Inception, like, did his thing fall over on the table? No, it's, it's when the fuck did Leia become a god? Like, when the fuck did somebody who just got blown out of a ship by massive energy beams floating in space, her body is freezing, let alone the fact that we're going to ignore every fucking piece of physics that ever fucking existed. And then she just shields herself in some force bubble and Mary Poppins her ass back from space onto the ship to get dragged in. What? It was weird. It was weird. It was very weird. And it felt like, I don't know if he was going for, it It, it really felt like it. that would be something we would have seen back in Star Wars, the original trilogy. Like, it felt like something cheesy like that where she's just kind of floating in space and it looks awkward and it, it you're going, you know, but hey, it's Star Wars. But now with all how much technology they have and how how cool they can CGI and how cool they could have thought of something different. It just yeah. felt out of place. It felt weird. It, uh, well, it I didn't of, like it. It kind of contradicts was, what they did at the end of, uh, which, which was in the original trilogy when they're, they're with the Ewoks and shit and the, and Leia finds out about, you know, Luke and Leia are doing their talk and, and in canon, Leia turns down being taught by Luke anything, and she's... She does eventually take it, though. Not in, not in the canon. In the original in the original canon, before Disney took over, she actually did take training. Eventually. Not, like... Well, okay, well, in this timeline, that yeah. didn't happen. What she did is she turned it down, and then she gave Luke her son to, to get trained, which is now where we're at with yeah. Kylo, right? So... Apparently, we're, we're, th we're, we're talking about a woman who apparently just barely knows that she has any kind of connection with the Force, if only because she's the sister of Luke. Uh, and before this, the best that she's really had was, like, 
some vague mental like kind of telepathy type shit with with Luke and then all of a sudden now fast forwarding Skywalker though she's just all of a sudden force bubble um, I mean, here we go, and that—that's neato. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's it not wasn't continue my, talk yeah. about this. It no, was dumb. It, it, it was, was dumb. out of place. It looked weird. It wasn't the one. I it wasn't the thing that bothered that. me the most about the the force powers because they did a lot of a lot of crazy shit with force powers in this movie. Um, so did, was yeah, I the I only think... one that felt a little weird about about Kylo and 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 uh, Ray apparently just seeing each other all the time, uh, and the way they cut cut it with like. I, I just felt weird. Like everyone else in, in the history of the movies just heard each other in their head. Now these two are sitting here apparently live in living color. Uh, so there's talking a couple of things other. about that. Um, so one of the big things, again, like the whole thing and the whole thing about Star Wars has been about the Skywalker prophecy and bringing balance to the force. Um, and I think we talked about this a while ago, but one of the big things was in the old Republic and in all the older lore segments, you had tons of Jedi and tons of Sith, but they all weren't very strong. But then as the numbers dwindled down, the users themselves individually got a lot stronger. Now we're at the point where there's like no Sith and no Jedi. You know, you have like one or two of each, not really. And then you've got Kylo and Rey. They haven't real. they're neither. Like, you know, Kylo's more trained, but they're neither. You know, Kylo's got good in him, but he's evil. Ray's got good in her, but, you know, they allude to it in the movie that, you know, she was willing to go towards the dark side with meditation, you know, so they're kind of in the middle. And then you've got Luke and Snoke holding off the other sides. Do we need to have the seawater hit Kylo? Well, yeah, because that was part of that Snoke's influence of bringing them together. It's but they also showed that part made sense to me because we also saw Luke at the end of the movie where he he had basically um, did a um, a reflection of yeah, himself he was force or, projecting or himself whatever, across the galaxy. and he gave he gave the dice to um, to Leia, yeah, like in physical form. So yeah. and so that made sense that they you can become so powerful that you can actually move things from one place to another, um, or or you know even freaking Yoda being dead, blowing the tree up. Huge deal. Yeah, exactly. So same sort of same sort of deal. So it does go to show that you can do those things. I thought that whole I thought that whole end part was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I didn't like the whole brushing off the shoulder thing. I thought that much. was very. I, I laughed. I chuckled for sure. And um, Felt you know, I, I, in the moment, I was like, I was like, oh shit! I was happy about it. And then when I thought about it at the end, I was like, that was. Really not Star Warsy at all. That was yeah. very. That was very um, Mark Hamill. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's it was. And so you know that was fine. But I did like the whole, um, the reflection thing or the mirror of himself. I like the fact that he was a younger version of himself. He he showed he was the yeah. one that when he fought Kylo. The one that he that he yeah when when him and Kylo uh, when the whole thing happened. Um, I like the fact that he had his old lightsaber. Um, I like the fact when he was walking, the the salt, the, the red the salt, salt, never yeah. made yeah, that footprints. Was, that, was the, that was a cool giveaway there. That yeah. was very well yeah. done. Um, and and when the sh- when all the ships and and things were shooting at him, obviously he wasn't hit because he wasn't there. And the fact that they never touched lightsabers, he he dodged yeah. everything, yeah. and they never actually touched because if they did, he would have noticed that 
that it was all just yeah, at the end. Was he all, did, yeah, yeah, it was a Jedi trick, right? So I I thought that was great, and I think that played well with what Kylo and Ray were doing with each other, being able to be in places at the same time, and the fact that they aren't as trained as Luke. Luke has been sitting on an island for however well, Luke, long, and so he's, he's obviously been. been Training or I don't want to know. I don't. I don't want to cut you off. But Luke, when he went to the island, he cut himself off from the Force, and he missed the whole point of the Jedi teachings that were on the island because that was like old original Jedi. And if you actually looked at a lot of the details um, in the book, they showed some stuff. But that um, you know, like the little mosaic thing that they had, Mm -hmm. um, that you know, Luke was like meditating over. It was actually pretty much the Star Wars equivalent of the yin yang, where you have the person meditating in the middle with equal parts light and dark. And it's effectively like it was alluding to like the gray, which is like a thing in Star Wars lore where it's someone who's pretty much they don't care which side of the it's it's just the they force. They can use both sides. Of yeah, the it's force. it's good the force. Evil. It's yeah, not it's good or evil. Force. It's what yeah. you make of it. So it's the like gray. It's, it's the whole balance. Yeah. yeah. So and that's like where, where it's going with Ray well, and Kylo. Kylo and Ray are both kind of gray Jedi. So right? I can believe Jedi's, but they're, I suspect they're gray. what's going to happen in the third movie. And this is entirely conjecture on my part is that Kylo is going to pull Ray towards the dark side and Ray's going to pull Kylo to that. And they're going to end up in the middle. And that's going to be the end of the trilogy there where it's forces balance. You know, they, you know, they understand <laughs> the force because you look at it, Snoke didn't get it. At the end, he was still dark side, full and full. Luke still was like, you know, I was wrong. I screwed up. But light side is still the way type of thing. Because you saw when he was talking to Ray, he's just like, dark. you need to stay away from the dark side. You like mm-hmm. all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And he still didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. And, um, and anybody can use the force, too. Because yeah. you saw the kid at the end yeah. use the force to grab the broom or whatever it is that he grabbed. And um, and then even Ray talked about it in an interview where she said, you know, the force isn't necessarily something that Jedi use. It's, a tool. it's something it's just an energy. Anybody can can use the force. So I think we're starting to go in that direction. Also, I'm going to make a bold prediction that Snoke is not dead. I believe fully that Snoke did what um, might be a projection. Luke did yeah. and he projected himself to be there. They nobody ever touched nobody. He never really moved. Um, There's a few things and, that I agree and, with you and on. Also, that. in the last in episode seven, he looked very different. And this one, he looked he looked a little bit younger, a little bit more of himself, maybe because he's getting more powerful. And um, I think he's just projecting himself. And I think in the next one, we're gonna find. It. I mean, he just died so, too soon. I fully There's believe a lot of little details dead. that actually support that. Um, so one thing was his ring was actually a crystal from Darth Vader's fortress. This was in like the actual Disney mm-hmm. release lore books um, for the movie. Um, and the other big thing is in Battlefront 2 and other lore that Disney has released for Star Wars, Luke was in position. You know that compass clock thing that he showed in the movie? Mm-hmm. Um that's actually something from Revan, who's an old Republic. Um, he was a Jedi and a Sith. He went back and forth between the sides of the Force. Um, he went off into the undiscovered part of the galaxy where Snoke is actually supposedly from. Mm-hmm. And Revan was never heard from again. 
and you know a lot of stuff happened over there including like snoke being like the predecessor like snoke influencing palpatine and all of that stuff um so snoke is really really powerful so entirely possible that he was projecting himself very similar to luke just from you know whatever his plans are um the other big thing um that I think a lot of people miss. I actually missed it the first time until my friend told it to me and I went and watched Star Wars again. Um, when Yoda blows up the tree, the Jedi teachings are actually not in the tree. Um, Rey had stolen them when, and she's actually holding them when they're on the ship at the end. Mm. So she's I got that. She has a teaching. That. So that thing that she was like talking about while, yeah. you know, Finn was doing his thing with um, whatever the Asian chick was. Yeah. Um, Ray actually was holding the uh, Jedi teachings. There you go. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I have to watch it again because yeah. I only watched it once. So, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty that I liked. There's plenty that I didn't like. I thought the whole scene where they were fighting all the, all of his knights or whatever you want to call them. Um, I know they have a there's specific royal name. guard or whatever they call. Yeah, called. I thought that was a pretty awesome scene. It was yeah. pretty brutal. It was uh, very like uh, rough and and untrained. It felt like yeah. we were watching, uh, um, you know, people that wasn't their first time in battle, but it most certainly didn't. They, they didn't found, have all the experience. They were comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, they're getting beat up a little bit. It was very rough. It was, um, I thought that was a great scene. Uh, I was upset we didn't get any lightsaber on lightsaber action, except for, you know, the um, the scene with Luke and Kylo and the whole dream, or not like when we got to see the past. Yeah, where, yeah. You know, they kind of touched lightsabers, and that's depending on whose perspective you were, you were seeing it under. Um, so that was a bit disappointing, but at the same time, I, I, throughout the movie, I wasn't going, where's my lightsaber yeah. battle? So they did do a good job at that. That Praetorian really, Guard scene was just epic. I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I didn't need a lightsaber fight scene with that. It was great. It was That was great. So, so there definitely was. I think if they would have got rid of the whole casino thing, they would have cut out a few, a, a few other parts that really slowed down. Because it felt long. It felt like a long movie. And uh, that's not, so, I, when you get two hours and 45 minutes of Star Wars, you're usually pumped. I wasn't pumped about my two hours. Part, of the, re- part of the reason they did this, and this is not lore. This is, I think, mentally entirely practical reasons why Disney did this movie the way they did. Is you've got a metric fuck ton of Star Wars fanboys, you know, people like me and people like who are like super invested in characters and people and places that are already in Star Wars that are established in known quantities, right? It's really hard to make an entire universe of movies when people have a ton of expectations. So yeah. like with what they've been doing with how they're kind of like killing off a lot of the bigger characters and like introducing other things, which is why I think we had things like the casino and the Benicio del Toro character where they're kind of opening up avenues of saying, yeah, well, look, you have all these people who are actually supplying both sides. That's an entire arc they can do. But then at the same time, you know, they're killing off Luke. They're, you know, they're moving Leia off to the side. They're putting all these other things. You know, they kind of brought the resistance down low to where it's almost nothing. And, you know, the First Order is kind of in chaos now. And, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, they're slowly getting rid of a lot of the, you know, the way you're looking at it. They're getting rid of a lot of the old holdovers from Star Wars as they're introducing the new stuff at the same time. So kind of like instead of just like doing a whole new thing. They're kind of like trying to get people to like not realize that all the stuff's kind of going so that after this trilogy ends, Disney kind of has a clean slate to do a lot of stuff without necessarily having to say Old Republic or later on. One last thing that I thought was just weird as hell was the Ray kit or the um uh, the Finn kiss. That, I was, was going to say, I was waiting for you guys. That I was waiting shit. for you guys to finish talking so I could say, I know we talked about Finn, but how did you guys feel about that fucking like I thought the romance scene was cool. 
I thought the scene was cool, but that romance thing felt so forced, and it just felt oh my god! I love it was. Me I was some... like, are they gonna fucking kill this motherfucker? Like, I thought he was going down. I love Finn, and then... but I feel like they should have just taken him down that way because it would have been unexpected. It would have been like a you know this guy like you know. And it I would necessarily have that. I would have been okay with it, but I. Yeah, but, the, but the kiss was so awkward and yeah. forced. The whole relationship that they had was awkward and forced because it happened in the span of like forty-five minutes. Right, we got the casino. We like their entire relationship started like on on board before going to the casino. What happened at the casino, and then right there, and that was it. She went from fangirl. Who was losing her mind over the fact she was talking to like a like a a, a rebel hero, the and then all of a sudden now she's in love with the guy. She yeah, thirst. Just it was yeah, it was Jungle a bit. Feed. It was a bit silly. It was it was a bit silly. And there, uh, I think my bigger, I think I think the the gripe I just had in general was, and I think it's just because I'm a cynical asshole. I'm just a, I'm just a cunt. Uh, is that uh, there were just uh, too many. For, bad pun, but forced jokes in this movie. Like, one of the first things we see in this movie is is Luke sassy throw the lightsaber over his shoulder as soon as it's handed to him, and I get, I get that that would be kind of funny and shit, but I was just like... I didn't like it. It didn't, didn't like feel it. good at all. It felt weird. Like, think about this. That's like whose lightsaber that is, and all this time and everything, and he, it gets to his hands, and he just goes, fuck it. Just fucking oh, yeah, throws. I think that was very. There's a lot of weight. There's a lot of weight with that lightsaber, man. And that, just, and I think that's the throws. point. Him throwing it is the point that's that there's dumb. so no, much weight. I, yeah, I, I don't you know think, what? No. no, 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 not not like from that. a movie. From you a know, movie you wanna perspective, it, you want to throw it. Fucking throw it you with had, conviction. Uh, don't don't go. Don't eh. and, and and like you know make Limp a wrist the shit over your over your shoulder. The way the way he did it was it was very like it was a joke. It was like. The, the end of episode well, seven, about the she way presents the yeah. lightsaber to him. There's epic music. Oh, so epic. From a movie payoff, I completely and, understand and that. And the fucking hood sucks. comes down and is super serious. And then finally, the movie opens up right where it ended. He takes the lightsaber and just chucks it, and, and it's complete comedic chuck. It isn't like, uh, get the fuck out of here. Or no, like, it's straight comedy. You know, it, it isn't like, I don't, I don't want to see this. Get, you know, get out of here. It was I would have just dropped it and moved joke. away as opposed it, it to throw it. It was a joke. I didn't like it. it I didn't yeah, like it was it said for all. a joke. And, and, and if, if it was supposed to be, if, if, if it was not a joke and it was supposed to be representative of, of him having moved on from all that, not wanting to think about it, you had two hours and 45 minutes. If you're going to trade Casino for, the, for, for him being a little bit more elaborate about why he's not happy about seeing that fucking lightsaber all That's that time. That's what I would have wanted to see more. That'd be terrible. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and I then, could watch the whole movie of them on that island. I wouldn't yeah. have cared. And then we got like the, the Ray fucking the whole island up and the random race of caretakers that, you know, fuck it. This island has caretakers. <laughs> Milk, and the, the titty, milk, titty like milk, like the green stuff. blue titty milk thing. Yeah, it's and like we need props. Let's get practical going here. Let's get this just, big titty milk. This is how he drinks. Just so much random shit, and 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 then you know the the Luke saying, "What do you think? I'm, what did you think I was gonna do? Go take on the entire like the whole thing by myself?" And then, and then ironically, that's exactly what fucking happens. He goes outside, and and Kylo like rains down death from above with everything they have. Like just, it just. 
Oz, too much like punny, like really stupid, whatever. And uh, but there's like there's some there's some awesome sprinkled all throughout the movie, and the whole Yoda scene was amazing. The Yoda I love scene that. was great. I was dialed Puppet in, man. Fucking I was Yoda. dialed in. Puppet yeah. Yoda came back, uh, and he was sassy the way old Yoda was, and it wasn't the weird CGI like badass. You, you know, you still know. You look at Yoda, and you're like, I don't even need to ask. You can kill everything. I don't need you to be, you know, pretend to be a badass. Uh, you know, and then he brings back that old sassy shit. Uh, and it was perfect. They, they did a fantastic job of it. Um, and I like that scene too. I was dialed in too. I was just like, as soon as I saw Yoda show up, I was like, oh, Yoda. <laughs> Give me some more of that Yoda. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know what? One thing I'm, I'm surprised about are a couple of things is for all of the throwbacks that they had in this movie, and they did some visual cues, some like all sorts of stuff that, that did you know throwbacks to the old movies uh, and various things that happened, we see that Luke has his X-Wing sunk to the, like, not to the bottom, yeah. but visible. I was fucking positive we were going to see somebody pull that bitch out the water. <laughs> yeah. And it never happened. I thought she was going to do it. Yeah, I thought she was going to do it, just like how he did with Yoda. Then I thought, you know, that Luke was going to fly that X-Wing in during that battle when everything's going to shit, and then show up in an X-Wing, and then that didn't happen. That's why they showed it, and kind of keep that surprise that he wasn't actually there until he actually revealed it. Yeah, but, I mean, there were so many cues to to show he's not not there, but, you know, it is what it is. is. I was more more disappointed that it didn't get pulled out of the water in the first place. He was using the door um, as his fucking door in the house. Yeah, like yeah. So I was a little, a little bit whatever on that, and and uh, uh, oh, what, what, what else was it? Uh, crap! I had a train of thought and I derailed myself. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was, it was. I think we can all agree that it was, uh, it wasn't a bad film yeah. by any means. It was just, it felt incomplete, yeah. and I think it's mainly because it's a pretty it's decent Star two. Wars movie. Yeah, I, oh my god, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. it's better than better any than of the one, prequels. Uh, oh, hell yeah. I mean, it, way better than the prequels. And uh, I I don't... It, it's, it's up I'd there, too. I'd hold it on par like, with maybe a little bit less than Rogue One. I actually really like Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm probably still going to give Episode Eight a, a little bit over Rogue One simply because I felt like I got more of a Star Wars movie in, Rogue, or in, uh, in Episode Eight. Rogue One was just a really great standalone film that yeah. felt gritty, and it just, I'm happy we don't get a Rogue One every, ep- it wasn't theatrical enough, it didn't feel as grand, and mm. that's the whole point, point. and trust me, I'm all for it, and they, had, they did have a big grand battle towards the end, which was awesome, and it was lasted like 30 minutes, but I mean, star, there's something about the score in Star Wars, the big, the big names, the, everything that just felt, so I, I would... The story most certainly felt better in Rogue One. It felt it felt the writing and everything just felt better. There was less wastage uh, yeah, in, yeah. in in Rogue One. There was so much but, that you could cut from Episode Eight, and the movie would have played out exactly the fucking same. Like nothing would have yeah. changed. The thing is with Rogue One, as I felt the first half and the second half felt like two different movies, and I'm okay with that. Um, and you know, the Darth Vader scene was, I, in my opinion, my favorite scene ever in star Wars mm. ever. Um, but the episode eight just felt, it felt like star Wars the whole way through even the casino, but it just felt like shitty star Wars that felt like, you know, shitty prequel star Wars. So, uh, yeah, 
yeah, I have to watch it again. I only watched it once. I have to I, watch it again, and then I have to watch episode nine, yeah, and then really then I can to. give a, a legit thing. But, I, I yeah, think most of my uh, most of my enjoyment for me came from the visual. Uh, I think the the battle on the salt flats, um, and then the the scene where they went to you know where the girl takes out the the ship going to hyperspeed, um, you know that those two scenes. From a yeah. visual standpoint, were absolutely incredible. Oh, the ship scene was incredible, and yeah. and as shitty as as shitty as the casino segment was, the visual aspect of the casino was really well done. So I didn't I didn't hate the visual of it. Everything about it, like from a, a plot standpoint, everything was terrible. But I liked the visual of it. I thought they did a good a, a good job of it. Um, but outside of that, the majority of my of my uh, enjoyment, I guess. Um, came from playing Where's Waldo with the with the references that they were making in in the movie to the old movies. So Kylo, when he goes batshit and he's got his helmet in the elevator and he just fucks it all up and they, they, you get the shot of it and it looks almost identical to Vader's helmet yeah, at the end. Um, and then uh, towards the end, before Luke goes on, he's like almost identical shot from the first end of the first film where the two sons are up in the in the background just like in the first film he, it ends the movie with Luke looking out to the two sons and then he he uh you know he moves on to he the poofs. fucking force whatever he poofs he he pulls a Qui-Gon Jin cuz he's the one that came up with all that shit but yeah so there was stuff like that that stuff sprinkled throughout uh was what did it for me because some of it was hidden so well and I kind of just you know it kind of made me feel good about it because I do I, I hold more obviously attachment to the original series than I would with with the stuff that's coming out now um so that's probably where most of my enjoyment came from because in all honesty the more we talk about it and more of some of the fuckery that went in especially with the casino arc and the awkward Finn forced bullshit and the and Finn the uh, girl and the give you know, the random fucking character that that gets to steal Admiral Akbar's fucking thunder uh, you know, and the, and some of the other stuff that I, I wasn't so on board with that kind of just keeps adding up, and I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> there keeps well, I mean, like, I more feel like that was more shit. of a nepotism hire to get Carrie, um, um, Carrie Fisher's daughter into the movie. And I what guess. About, what about the bombs at the start of the movie where they're dropping the bombs, like? Would in space would they even drop no, like that? No, they you wouldn't drop. Like, they wouldn't like, drop. Like, no drop. They, would, yeah, they, like, they would release, and then and at they would best, just float. at best, they, they would, just... would float. But but because they were moving with the ship, they'd probably end up colliding and blowing their own their own ship up. Like just... yeah, when I saw when I saw them fall, and when they hit space, I was like, wait a second, this doesn't feel. But like you, that would I, mean, actually I know we're watching happen. Star Wars, which has never made an attempt <laughs> at being yeah. that way. But there are lines. I know lines is a popular topic for me to talk about today, but there are, there are things that's that, a line. That's a line yeah. where you're like, okay, I know, much sense. I know it's a yeah. Star Wars, but you're talking about objects dropping dead weight in space. I mean, come on now. I mean, five year olds be looking at that shit, going, "Mom, the fuck is that it shit?" Is in space? <laughs> is is this really in space? Like, yeah, there's only there's only so much that you can get away with that. Oh, one other thing that I felt was kind of unnecessary was: Did they really need to talk about the battering ram being shrunken down Death Star tech? Like, was that really a necessary thing? They couldn't just make you gotta, it. You got to have a Death Star. They needed to have there. the power there to be like, oh, this thing will fuck we our went, shit up. We went two hours into that movie, and I was like, are we really not going to get Death Star in this? Is going to have? We, have we made it? And then they went and dropped that line, and I was like, God, mm. fucking son of a bitch. 
missed it by that they much. They found a way to irk it in there just last second, slipped it in, just made it happen. Well, I mean, that's kind of, it kind of made sense mentally to me because, like, if you look at the First Order, the First Order are pretty much the neo-Nazis of the Star Wars universe where they're like, you know what? The Empire did some really, really fucked up and messed up shit. We need to do that harder. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're being told we failed physics. I'm guessing because the ship that they were dropping these bombs on, I guess the idea is that it is so massive... It has enough of its own gravitational field it. to pull I think, bombs. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think the fanboys are trying to figure but out a I way for this to make I don't find a shit. The, the mass needed to do that and is if ridiculous. It was, and if it was, would they have dropped at the speed they did? At free fall? Probably not. And would the ship that they're that they're uh, flying, would that be kind of pulled into the ship as well? well Which but clearly it wasn't. It, it was already been, falling, been, falling apart. Yeah. Like, uh, it but, still wasn't falling. But like, I, I get it. The ship was huge. But, yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. Let's move on. It let's, is. It let's, is. Let's, it is what it is. But yeah. No. So yeah. Star Wars happened. There you go. Um. I think. I think Jeff's got it definitely there to to, to cap it. <laughs> where where, uh, once we see nine, it will maybe it's either going to make eight much better. Or it's going to make it worse. We're going to find out uh, which yeah. way it goes. Because even the director was like, look, guys, I made a sequel to, you know, episode seven. I have no idea where they're taking this in nine. And so now we get to uh, wait with uh, with bated breath uh, for quite some time. Was that 2020, I guess? Yeah. Because we're getting, um, is the Solo next year? Han Solo's a 2019? Uh, or this yeah, year? Next year. Next year? Next, next year. year. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure okay. it's next year. So we don't get anything this year then. And this Christmas we don't get. Uh, no. I don't I think we whole solo got a little delayed, didn't it? Yeah. I think it was supposed to be an 18 and I think it got pushed to 19. Okay. I think it's like sure. early 19. Like we might get it like January, February 19. Oh, okay. So they're not waiting for like the holiday season be- deal. They're just going to get it out whenever it's done. Yeah. And then we sure. got 2020 for episode nine. We'll be waiting a while. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to answer a couple of questions for tech yeah, support. Just a couple. Uh, well, we've reduced it to a couple anyway, so we don't have to worry about answering like ten. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got we've got a handful to choose from. I'm gonna give this a little a read over here and see what we got. Uh, I got one right here. Beautiful. What do you got? This one's from uh, Mishitaki, who I, for some reason, Patreon does not give me. Oh, he has a $10 supporter with a lifetime support of $40. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. His question was, if you could breed two animals as a hybrid together, which would they be? Mm. Good question. Um, Good question. Damn. Um, let's see. Uh, hmm. You know, Mine just to scare is. people, I'm going to go with a shark elephant. A shark? A shark? Uh, uh, like what? A shark a fant? A shark a fant? A shark a fant? A shark a fant? Or an ele shark? <laughs> Either way, just a shark elephant. Now, here's so, my question, Jeff. Is it a land-based creature or a sea-based creature? It's a sea-based creature. Oh. The bottom feeder. Of it then. It's a it's a big ass shark that swims, but he's so heavy that he walks 
on the on, on the, the bottom bottom of the ocean. <sighs> but he's terrifying. That's the, just, that's that's what grabs your feet when you're in the ocean. and You're out swimming with the trunk. Yeah, and they get grab its little its, its little, little trunk thing and, or its big trunk fucking nose thing and just grabs <laughs> hooks your foot and brings you down. Just, just kills you. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, see, I was going to go with an ocean-based thing too, but now you now you take it. But I might I might do it any I might do it anyway. I'm going to go with uh, octopus and komodo dragon. Mm. Go with the, the aggressive the aggressive tendencies of a komodo dragon with the intelligence and the the dexterity. Of an octopus. That's scary. That's scary. Sounds like a that sounds like a real sci-fi. <sighs> sounds like a really really bad Japanese cartoon. <laughs> that probably exists. In all honesty, yeah. somebody's probably already gone there and done that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Mine for me. Um, I saw one on Twitter the other day, which I feel like I must have now. Um, it's called the Porgy. Where they fused a porg with a corgi. I knew you were going to friggin' use... Somebody here was going to use porgs. But if I wasn't going to use a porg, I was still going to use a corgi because this animal exists and it's amazing. It's the corgi-husky hybrid. Yes, it does. Yeah, that, that, that it's exists. So, it's so awesome and it's real. <laughs> I want one. Um, I will say, not, not you did a shout out to uh, episode eight for using porgs way less than I thought they were going to. I thought they still used them way too much. I mean, some people would argue that... Chewy needed to eat one. Yeah, but still, that could have been... Think of the Ewoks, bro. You can't eat their toy that's going to be selling Think of the Ewoks. Oh, oh, until you start selling them at Disneyland and Disney World as part of the lunch special. You too can eat your porkies. I would eat a pork, I'd be in for that. It looked delicious. I'm not going to lie. Chewy looks like he knew what he was doing with that pork. It was golden brown. Yeah, he like marinated that and everything. Amazing, go! Absolutely amazing. Um, let's see here. Well, fortunately, there's not that many questions. So, oh, here we go. Toad of Steel asks, and y'all know who Toad of Steel is. I don't need. I don't need to. I don't need to refresh your memory on Toad of Steel. What is a generally unpopular opinion? You uh, opinion you have. Uh, on a particular game, either a widely loved game that you personally hated or vice versa, and what makes that game stand out for you for that reason? Um, well, mine's really easy. It's Ocarina of Time. Uh, I think it's a shitty game, but it's beloved by many, many people. I think it's even rated one of the best games of all time. So um, I can totally see why people feel that way. I can, but... I just thought I played it as an adult and it just I feel like I could play Mario 64 as an adult and still fall in love with it. But there is something about Zelda that I couldn't fall in love with as an adult. Um, I don't know why. I, 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 I don't know why. I don't know if it's because there's no like voice acting and. Uh, there's no real direction. It's just kind of go. I mean, there is, but I I don't know. I think maybe it was expectations. I have a feeling it was a combination Meh. of expectations and the age of the game. 
Like, if you if you didn't play Super Mario 64 when you were a kid, it's hard to be able to separate yourself from that and say, well, as an adult, I feel like I could have done that. I don't know if I didn't play Ocarina of Time as a kid or Mario 64 as a kid, if I could play it right now and have the same feeling about that game as I would have in my current situation where I did when I was a kid play those games. Um... I can understand from from like a, an objective review kind of way why Ocarina of Time would be considered, you know, or lauded uh, to be such an, a, an amazing game. Um, but I can also see why it would not go over well for somebody like yourself going back and playing as an adult uh, and trying to, especially with all the hype. I mean, it's it, 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 I mean, yeah. people, it, it's there's only it's so like many Final games. Final Fantasy VII, right? Final yeah. Fantasy VII yeah. is the same way where people play it now and they're like, the fuck. Exactly. Um, you know, but exactly. Yeah, that's definitely easy for me. It's Ocarina of Time. I actually hate the game. And I even gave the new Zelda a chance. I went out and got a Switch, played mm-hmm. it, hated it. Hated it. I think I might have actually hated it more than the original <laughs> Zelda. Because <laughs> it just didn't feel, it didn't even feel like Zelda. And it's not even like I even like Zelda. It felt like a shittier, uh, cartoony version of Dark Souls. Without the difficulty, it was like, uh, I don't know. It felt like it didn't even know what it wanted to be. But once again, it's a game that every most people loved and sold extremely well. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm sure the next one will be will sell even better. So I, I'm just hating on Zelda tonight. Yeah. So um, my one might actually get me kicked off the podcast. I've been waiting 42 episodes to say this. Oh, boy. Thank you, Toad of Steel. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Pokemon. Like, I I like, I, like everyone's like super into it, but I'm just like, absolutely. Like, I don't, you I did never nothing to my, you did nothing to my psyche or my ego or okay, anything on that one. Then. You're, you're fine. I mean, no, I, don't, just like, I don't necessarily it, agree with you, but I, that does not bother me in the slightest. Yeah. Cause when I was, uh, cause, and for me personally, like I, I saw everyone get into it and I, I played it a little bit and I was just like, I don't, I never understood what the hype was around it, even with the cards and everything. Um, and it was like prime time. I was in like fourth or fifth grade or something when, when Pokemon started becoming big. And for me, I was just like, I don't get it. And I think part of that was because by that point, um, my dad had already gotten us like the NES and everything earlier on. And we, we had already played like Final Fantasy and like Dragon Warrior and a lot of like the older JRPGs that were more complicated. So when I was playing Pokemon, I'm like, this seems kind of stupid to me. Like, yeah, it's for kids. I yeah, mean, and it never got in. Even though I was a kid at the time, I was target demographic. I had already played like the more the more older geared RPGs, so I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah well, that's sophisticated that's, for the Pokemon. It wasn't even that. It's just like to me, it was like the game was wasn't that good to me, so I was like, okay. I think I, I think actually like the games. I actually yeah. like the games, and I actually like Pokemon a lot. Um, so I get it. I get why you didn't like it because yeah. It, it, but I'm an adult now. I think Pokemon's for children. I think it's childish, personally. I I just think it's dumb. I think it. I'm so like if somebody uh, like offered from, to pay me to play Pokemon, I'd be like, oh, no, I'm good, thanks. I I really just think it's super childish now. My only problem with Pokemon is just that they've it's gone on so long that the types of Pokemon they now have are getting a little silly. Like we're getting into like a key keys. Like a and, phone Pokemon and, and like a, an actual bundle of garbage and yeah. like, uh, you know, garbage mon there's yeah, that stuff is what's like, I'm just looking at it going really just yeah come on now. I know you're trying to keep up, but do we really need that many new Pokemon? If the best Pokemon you're going to give me 
is the shit that I throw it on my curb every Thursday. Is that really <laughs> like that's 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 what you're gonna give me? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, it's and it, and it bothered me a bit too that from a game like from a a, a a critic perspective that we went as long as we did with the Pokemon games getting no real mechanical upgrades, like a in terms time. of. In terms of like just the game was identical forever and very few people ever called Pokemon out on that shit. We call Call of Duty out on that shit, but Pokemon, uh, it was like untouchable yeah. despite the fact that the game was identical <laughs> and they re-released their old games. And just, they just pumped that shit nonstop. It's the same game. Silver. Omega Silver. I mean, how yeah. cool Ultra would it have been though? I feel like they just dropped the ball. They're, they're, not, they're not growing with their, with their demographic and it's like... Imagine how cool Pokemon Go could have been, even with all the dumb Pokemon names and the dumb Pokemon. But how cool would it have been if that when you're down at the waterfront, because there was a Pokemon Go craze. I mean, that shit was fucking like it took over the planet and it lasted a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Even still, there's people today that are still fucking around Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. How cool would it have been to go down to the waterfront and just challenge people to duels? And and just flat out battle them. Your you Pokemon the versus their Pokemon. Later. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Like I, that actually would have got me into the Pokemon Go. If, you had a competitive it, but instead, aspect, I'm then. walking around like a fucking moron, getting in everybody's way, not looking at where I'm going, collecting the same Pokemon over again. And that's the show. It was a collecting game. And I get it. That's cool. But when can we fight these damn things? When can I, you know, evolve them and fight them and, and have them uh, out of service for like 24 hours or a week after they got defeated? When is there some stakes involved? Like, when can we get competitive? And that's that's what was missing. It's just too casual. It's just too yeah. kitty. They're still making a like fortune it. off that game, though. Let me tell you. Oh hell yeah! Tons of money off of that game. Uh, for me, much more recent title, Near Automata. <laughs> we knew um, that one was coming. Oh, uh-huh. I'll never understand it. Uh, I will never get why anyone could think that is a a. I mean, I can get why somebody would say it's a good video game. I'm not going to hate you for it. But to say that it's one of the, and this is what a lot of people say, one of the greatest video games ever made, to stack it up against so much other stuff, blows my mind beyond belief. We're talking about a video game that the best narrative delivery it had was for the first two endings, have you replay the fucking same game for 20 hours, with the only difference being you do some weird hacking top-down minigame shit. And then everything else plays out exactly the fucking same. And then it's like almost like with the World of Warcraft argument where it became, oh, well, you didn't get to this ending. And then somebody will get to that ending and be like, you know what? I'm still not feeling it. And then they say, yeah, but you haven't gotten to this ending. It really starts to make sense at this ending. And then they just keep moving the peg and moving the marker and moving the marker to the point where I said, fuck this game. This is stupid. If I don't like it now, and 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 the 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 developer is going to put you know where everything really makes sense, weigh the shit out here. It's just padding at my point. Uh, that in, my book. In, in, that in, in my opinion, that makes it kind of shitty narrative delivery. Like I don't care how good it is, if I have to slog through the same wasteland over and over again, then why in the shit would I do it? Um, now, coincidentally, uh, a couple of uh, of 
uh, game journalists that that I have a great amount of respect for, like Jeff Gersman, came out and said that they had similar experiences to me where they went months. They played it, they were like, fuck this game. Then they had months and months or nothing. And then they eventually went back to it to say, okay, you know, let's just give it another go. And they managed to get themselves through it. And then they found some form of respect for the game. I... Uh, I still I can't bring my, I I can't I, I I can't I can't get it. I feel like I feel like the developer is uh and it's in his other games too. He's being artsy fartsy for the sake of being artsy fartsy. Yeah, that's it. That's um, the worst. That's some pretentious shit and it's annoying. And and people <laughs> talked about it like it was a second coming. You're talking about where the main arc was was existentialism using robots. Can somebody please tell me how nobody has figured out yet that that exact arc has been done a billion fucking times before and done better than Nier Automata? Has anyone seen Ex uh, Machina? That mm-hmm. better than Nier Automata and does it more concisely and I don't have to watch the movie ten fucking times from slightly different perspectives to get that he wants to talk about the fact that the parallels in humanity with with artificial intelligence and how that might right. be a gray area. All right, Adam. All right. Uh, sorry, sorry. We've I, heard I, you sorry. four different podcasts about this sorry, game. I, I feel I like get... I actually know the story so well now that I never, ever will have to turn the game. Thank I'm God. Sorry. Sounds like pile ass. I'm sorry. Sounds like I'd hate it too. But there's a waifu in it, and you can see her like basically G-string ass. So, I mean, it's, again, I ain't all that bad. You know, Rule right, 34 okay. gives yeah, it something me. to work okay. with. You know, you get a bunch of people out there, waifu pillows, a two B, fucking spanking it. You know, you gotta have something. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have something. So that's my game. That's my game. All right. Uh, oh. Do we want to do one more quick one? Just a little, a little tight and fast call one. It there. Yeah, I'm just I think so. tossing it out. Yeah, there's nothing I think else so. there. Really... You know what? We'll do one more since we missed last week. Okay. Right. Yeah, we're, right. we're yeah, more. we missed a whole week. And then we I might as well go. give it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I chose that one, so I think. All right. Where are we at? What am I? Is it my turn? Yeah, I think it's your turn. Oh man, I closed down the thing too because I thought I that got was one. Be if you want to do it, it's Go relatively ahead. Go quick. Ahead. One. This yeah, one's you... from our our boy Granddad's Belt, or Granddad's Belt, I should say. Um, what is your favorite meme from last year, or just one in general you like? My favorite right now is Ugandan knuckles. <laughs> Wait, what was the question again? What was it? What is your favorite meme from last year, oh. or just one in general you oh. like? Okay. You're dangerous saying Ugandan Knuckles because there's a whole bunch of like social yeah. justice warriors cracking down on on the Ugandan Knuckles right now because I feel like it's a good meme. I think it's freaking. Um, I think it's pretty funny myself. It's Uganda coming out on the world stage in a way, shape, or form. Even the guy who created it loves it. Like the fact that people are picking it up. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know the way? <laughs> <laughs> I will show you the way. That whole I video like- game is a meme. I like the one, um, probably the one that makes me laugh every time I see it is the one where the, with the, with the fucking, the, the salt, salt bay. bay. Yeah. Yeah. Salt, like, salt, salt bay. I love salt bay. You know, he was every time I see it, it's, it's hard not to laugh because <laughs> it's so ridiculous and it's funny. You can't hate though. The food looks delicious. It does look delicious. Absolutely delicious. Probably, I want to eat salt bay food. Probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite. That was of last that year. was definitely high up on my list from last year for for sure. Um, I'm gonna say one that nobody would think of because it's been so it's so it's it's really old, uh, but it kills me. I want to see uh, if I can find it. 
It's an older one, and the reason why I remember it is because... It's an older meme, but it checks out. It's an older meme, but it checks out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Brian was over here we were playing games, and he, he brought this up. He, he was on Imager or something, and he brought this up the other day, and he was like, have you ever seen this? I was like, oh, yeah. And he was saying, I want to get it framed to put on my wall because it makes me cry every time I see it with laughter. And it's true. It's, it's an image that you use when there's something that's just so awkward shows up, I'll post it in chat for, for, for everyone to see this. It's so awkward. And then this is this is the, the is image. The guy who's just like holding his finger up and he's just like, I don't know. Or? No, no. Okay. No. Okay, I gotta click this. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's the jazz music stops. If That's you like just, a classic uh, art one too. Oh yeah. Like if you if you just it's from an old painting. So like and it's probably from like New Orleans or some shit. If you search up jazz music stops. It will be like, it'll be right there. Oh, you can actually see the real painting. <laughs> That's amazing. Here, let me see if I, you I'll put this in chat too. Uh, but that picture fucking kills. If it's used at the right time, you don't see it coming because it, it doesn't get used all that frequently because everyone else is using all the overused memes. And then somebody will just like low key drop that image in and it fucking wrecks me. <laughs> just dead. It is absolutely, definitely absolutely that face dead. of like, like what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. And, like, it hurt, it's painful. It's, it's like, there's so much emotion going on between those eyes and mouth. It's, there's, there's just enough wrinkles in the face too. It's really, and you just picture he just like stops his music entirely. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck? And there's another one that 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 goes yeah, with it. That's funny. where jazz music starts or whatever. So there's like an opposite. So like when uh, something when everything goes back to normal, it's just like oh okay, and it just you know, and it reminds you of like all the all the scenes that are in movies where they'll be like you'll be in a bar where there's like music, and then somebody falls, and then everything just kind of like record scratch and everything stops. <laughs> like that's the image I have in my mind. This guy like standing over on the side playing music, and then just. Just the music stops. Yeah, there it's you go. Funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's, yeah mine's not nearly. One. Mine's not nearly as good as that one. But this one always gets me. It's the um, it's the Sailor Moon one where Tuxedo Mask is just like my job here is done. Oh, even <laughs> though was, he does nothing. Yeah, I, I, I linked it in chat. It's just like you didn't do anything. He's just like already going away with the cape. Yep, yep. <laughs> my job here is done. That's, that was Tuxedo Mask in every episode. And I just love it when people, when people will do something stupid <laughs> or especially when people start virtue signaling on Twitter or whatever, I'll just drop the first frame I of that and yeah. walk away. My job here is done. Existed. I got to watch Sailor Moon, man. It's a good show. Sailor Moon was fire. Yeah. It's they did a really, reboot really of it, show. didn't they? Or like a redo yeah. for it? Yeah. It was like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Fi yeah. Fire. But yeah, tuxedo mask. That was always, a, uh, even as a kid, I was like, the fuck are you even doing? Everything is already done. And then here comes tuxedo mask <laughs> and like the most effort he puts in, he'll throw a rose at the ground. It's like, Ching! and then oh, it's yeah. like, everyone just looks up and he's like, peace. He's just fucking like heads out. My yeah. job here is done. <laughs> so that's uh, that's pretty good. I like it. All right. Well, like there you it. go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of this show. Uh, what a roller coaster of emotions today. Um, yeah, lots of, lots of stuff. Hopefully you enjoyed the madness. Uh, nothing is a better idea than getting me running on literally 45 minutes of sleep and then asking me to talk about shit that pisses me off because then I don't make any sense. So hopefully that was a good time for you. Uh, and everyone else involved, though, bro. Look, at least let me think that I make sense half the time. 60% of the time it works every time. Oh, I started give you forty percent. Um, I started going to a chiropractor. Today is my second day. Why didn't you go through my referral for the one that I go to? Because she's dope. 
Oh, I don't know. Some I got some guy down on uh, Offspring Garden, but he's really good, man. It's super knowledgeable. Mm. But uh, I'm already feeling so much better after just two days. But oh yeah, I man, the first time he started cracking me, oh my god, it was like it was painful, but it wasn't. It was like a really weird. I have some fucked up shit with my neck. And like when he grabs that, I'm it feel like he could put me into submission. And he just puts a bit of pressure. And I'm like, get, 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 get. I'm like, oh god! And he's like, yeah, just like, come on, Jesus Christ! That's like, true. Like, that's uh, that's I true. I got this posture corrector thing. I've been using at work. Panic! Oh. Don't lie. That's a sex swing. Get that shit out. <laughs> no, it's actually a posture corrector. It works surprisingly well, but it with doing the back thing. Oh, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Just, you know, yeah. use safe tools, safe words. Yeah. That's right. Safe, <laughs> safe tools. Yeah, Works chiropractor. Well. Chiropractor. I, lo- I love my chiropractor. <laughs> I haven't been there in forever because I, I it ain't cheap. just, it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap, but, but it's worth. When you, when I get up and I have like, and, it, and it's nagging like four or five days and I can't get it with a foam roller and I can't get it like normally, I go in, she's like, oh yeah, here, and they're like, ah. Yep. And then I feel amazing instantaneously. Yeah, like even my posture and everything, I'm like, oh, it gets better. Fuck, I didn't even, I didn't even know my. I could I'm like stand two like inches taller. <laughs> like what the fuck? I feel like Absolutely. a human. Like it's I, crazy. I'm walking to the chiropractor with like just like if, I don't know. It's it just new lease on life. You start to yeah, float dude. like Richard Simmons and shit. You're just like fucking just yeah, walking just, so smooth. Like my shoulders are doing <laughs> shit they never done before. I'm just like. <laughs> Just everywhere I go, I just want to just move around and shit. It's fucked up. So I'm feeling it. What do you mean it's fucked up? Well, now that we oh, got all good. the way, to, now that we got all the way to the end, and both of us talked about how we like chiropractors, YouTube comments are going to be a bunch of like that's pseudoscience fuckboy shit. Now we're going to have to uh, listen yeah. to that or my whatever. Sex At least swing. I don't have to take pills and shit and like yeah, you know true. whatever. And yeah. hey, if it is pseudoscience, then hey, it's working. It's working. I feel great. Yeah, you know, what, you great. know what, you know what. As much as I'd love to just pop Percocet for the rest of my life, I'd rather just. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. So, but it's like dope. That dope mumble rap, though. Mm, I say everyone's got to get on that Molly and Percocet. All right, Percocet. let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give us our Patreon home. guys. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to take us home with the Patreon producers, Jetrix. Postal Panda, Fry C, Derek P, Naley, Adam B, Jamaican J, Ice Wolfie, Jorbach, Lars M, Toto Steel, Matthew M, and Xavier A. All of you legends, gentlemen, scholars. Incredible. Keeping us going, keeping the dream mm-hmm. alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, for real. Just keeping the dream alive. Every time, every time I get a paycheck from this podcast, it is one more month. I don't have to go work at some random fucking insurance company. <laughs> So thank you for keeping the dream thank alive. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. And until we do see you, do us a favor. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I got to an end and then I kept, I doubled back again. Uh, we'll see you next week, guys. 